0: take a sip of this triple x
1: not sugar free i'm gonna gonna take a wait it's not sugar free i don't eat i don't do no sugar free dude you gotta you gotta do sugar free i'm telling you try and limit your sugar intake to like 20 grams a day and look and and determine how difficult that actually is it's impossible for my diet i'll tell you that (laughs) right now (laughs) is it i guess yeah i guess thinking of what you
0: i mean this probably has 30 grams of sugar in it
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, twenty Dr- drinks. Drinks are horrible. They're li- they're they're always loaded with stuff.
0: Twenty two grams.
1: Nice. Well, your day just started.
0: I so think. Okay. Uh, do you not believe in uh, sh- fake sugars causing cancer?
1: No, it's not a cancer thing. It's um, it's more of a like fat thing because I'm so prone to getting pretty heavy pretty easily. So that's why I'm a little crazy about it. There's a whole book I want to read about it. Isn't there
0: like uh, doesn't like aspartame and what what else do they use for?
1: I've never looked into that. I don't know that that we always heard that. I think like growing up and stuff, but I don't know if it's true.
0: Yeah, I don't don't know. know. I've never challenged it. In my head, it's like you're just choosing one worst. Like, what's the worst thing? Cancer or obesity? (laughs) <laughs> like they both are gonna kill you i might as well enjoy the drink you know what i mean
1: what's what's worse yeah that's agree i mean i'm
0: drinking alcohol right now so,
1: so yeah It's pick 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 your poison basically yeah
0: and live with yeah.
1: it yeah yes that's true yeah i i worry about sugar and things meanwhile i drink fairly regularly yeah i'm not so. i mean
0: i'm not, i wasn't trying to call you a hypocrite or anything I, I was just
1: oh i'm i'm a, i am a hypocrite i'm aware of my hypocrisy.
0: Oh, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, what is it? Realization. Self-realization is the first step towards uh, fixing. What, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The
1: fir- Yeah, it's the it's the first of the.
0: It's early in the morning for me, so.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, it's evening. It is a. Uh, it is evening in the new year of 2021.
0: How's it feel? <laughs> Does it doesn't it... feel
1: any different. You know what? All of my troubles are gone. Everything is. Fixed, everything is good. COVID never happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, 2021 feels the same, feels very much the same.
0: That's like not a bad thing, is it for you? I feel like we, you, uh, 2020 was a good year for you, wasn't it?
1: it in, a, in a lot of ways, yeah. I'd say it was a decent year. Uh, you know, some bad things yeah. that we don't need to talk about on here, but, uh, yeah, this is Some where you air things. all
0: your grievances with life. Yeah, right this here. is actually
1: just therapy for me right now. But yeah, no, twenty twenty one. This is uh, we're we're recording this at the start of the new year, basically, and we're here to finally
0: wrap summarize, up the last year.
1: Yeah, finally summarize our favorite games of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah,
1: which uh, amazing. It was fine. It was a fine year. Uh, be, but before we get into that, this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave. Thank you. The the cheese. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy
0: Holidays. Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, I, uh, hopefully,
1: hopefully it didn't go poorly for anybody. I took some risks, unfortunately.
0: Wow, you still do. It's been, how long has it been since you're risk-taking?
1: I'm quarantining right uh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... I don't feel like I don't have any symptoms of anything but I was around a lot of people and I feel bad about it and did anyone, so I'm not doing anything.
0: Did anyone that you've been around develop symptoms post No, post hanging, not,
1: not that I'm aware of, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it's an annoying
1: thing to think about.
0: It is. It's, I actually just really had is. my family Christmas last night. Cause yeah, that's right. We yeah. did quarantine because my dad was right exposed, so we waited. Yeah till after the new year to have our gifts exchange and dinner and stuff and then yeah. yesterday we were like i was working my brother's working so it's kind of just like a little three hour high and bye thing with my family yeah so it kind of sucked i mean it was nice yeah, but
1: this year was super weird yeah like in general obviously that goes without saying but like christmas is like the one thing that my family takes seriously i don't personally care too much but it's like when i see the majority of my family yeah and and it was just like this staggered weird like you know people didn't come to one thing but then we saw them later is
0: just yeah, trying to accommodate everybody's personal yeah yeah it was odd on the thing yeah first new year's eve i didn't do literally
1: anything i think in my whole adult life really yeah we did some yeah. board
0: games, it wasn't anything crazy. And I got probably no, well, not too drunk, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. We went on a we went on a pretty long winning streak in Overwatch it, on New Year's. I mean, Eve. that's
0: exciting. That's a that's yeah, the that, best way to ring in the new year.
1: That was exciting, actually. Yeah. Felt felt pretty good about that. Yeah. But
0: we should probably talk about twenty twenty video games. So let's do let's do one thing first because okay. uh, I want to address the elephant in the room um, right at the top oh. of this episode. Okay. So uh, Cyber- oh, yeah, right. Cyberpunk right. is out and we have not either of us offered an opinion on the biggest That's true. game of 2020. I was literally just playing it and I forgot. <laughs> and uh, so I'll, I'll give it some two cents that I have just on the subject and then we yeah. can kind of dive into the year end wrap up. Is that cool?
1: Yeah, I have, i I've, Yeah, no, we should definitely talk about Cyberpunk, for sure.
0: So, you've played more of it. Uh, Do you Mm -hmm. want to kick things off with that? Um, How do you feel about it? Do you like it? Um, So,
1: for context, I am post-title screen, which I'm not going to say anything for you, because I don't think you've seen it. No. Okay. So, I won't reveal any of that, I guess, but I, I I am decently beyond the thing that happens to kick off like the main story of the game.
2: Yeah.
1: And um I I am really torn about it, honestly. Like I, I was playing it a little bit before we recorded because I wanted to I, I took a break playing it yeah. after it came out. I, I played it for like two weeks and then took a pretty decent break from it. And I wanted to I wanted to touch it just before we talked about it because I was starting to develop a pretty negative opinion of that game
0: by not touching it you mean
1: yeah yeah and and all of the you know bugginess and media stuff aside I think that game is fine it's it's totally fine it I don't think it does any one thing exceptionally well uh, I am playing it on PC and you are as as well. Yeah. So we aren't we aren't really likely to experience some of the stuff that you see going around the internet because the PC version is honestly totally fine. Yeah. Like it has it has its issues and it has its weirdness, but that's a open world video game for you. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a bit actually in regards to another game, but I think it's okay. Like I I do like I, I do like the setting a lot. I mean,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's Netrunner. That's your yeah, that's your like, John man.
1: Yeah, like it is, it is being immersed in a game universe that was very important to me over the last few years, and and it's and Netrunner is based entirely on the RPG that Cyberpunk originated, Cyberpunk so, twenty twenty or whatever twenty twenty. I forget what the thing is, but
0: here's the fun question, the burning question that our viewers want to know based yeah. on our previous conversations on the show. Uh-huh. We have gone back and forth on a former CD Project Red game. Yeah. The Witcher. And mm-hmm. specifically talked at length about its quest quest design and mm-hmm. how that led to a more immersive experience and thus it's one of your favorite games of the previous generation. Yeah. Does Cyberpunk does it handle quests in a similar way? Is it is the game as immersive? Is uh like how does it compare to that?
1: I would say it's significantly less or lower quality to Witcher 3. Okay. Because
0: less sprawling.
1: Well, so the way the way that Cyberpunk handles quests and side quests and everything associated with exploring the world. Like a lot of it is relegated to a cell phone, which Witcher obviously takes place in a medieval fantasy setting and doesn't have that. So whenever they
0: have bulletin boards for that game, don't they? They do have
1: bullet. They do have bulletin boards in that game, and the things that you get from bull- bulletin boards in that game that I remember. It's been a long time since I played it, but primarily the side quests you get from that lead you to the sort of frivolous stuff in that game. Um like monster nests and hunts and stuff like that. The box checky and, stuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> and what what I think made Witcher 3 really great was when something would turn into a quest that you didn't realize was going to turn into a quest. And Cyberpunk does the same thing, except it's all handled by a cell phone. So like you might trigger something in that game and you're not really realizing that you're triggering it and then you'll get a phone call or a text message and it'll explain here's the next thing to do that you triggered based on Your some actions, yeah. unknown action that you did and yeah. and it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel as natural and it's pretty disappointing and and I think I think the fact that they're working off of something pretty open ended like a tabletop RPG as opposed to a series of fiction for the witcher yeah it kind of shows that they don't really have the chops to put together a narrative yeah and and like that's frustrating that's frustrating and a little disappointing like i not to say not to say that it's it's not bad like i i don't think any aspect of the game is like straight up bad at Mm. all it's just kind of
0: it's just not going praised. If you, if all you yeah. can say about it that it's not bad, it's that's, that's not telling me that it's good either. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like, I haven't been like itching to put more time into it, and like, I'm I'm going to finish it eventually. Yeah. It's just, I I don't know. I I don't know. Like, and I kept my expectations really low for that game, like in and, and I still kind of am walking away lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah, which is like really bad, <laughs> you know. Like that, that, that not part of the game, but like that reaction isn't yeah. great.
0: So, yeah. uh, here's my two cents. Um, I was excited for the game. I cleared my sk- my calendar to play
2: <laughs> everything.
0: I I beat all the games I was playing so that I could kind of dive into it. Yeah, and I did, and. I played the first... I created my character, played the first three, four hours, and then I never... I haven't gone back to it. Yeah. And um, there's a multitude of reasons for that. One of it is just that it's been, like, around the holidays, I've been busy. Like, me and my wife have been doing things, and I just haven't really cared yeah. to sit down and play video games by myself. That's yeah. kind of been the major... Um, like, reason why I haven't touched it. But also, uh, I mean, this game came out. They had been talking about it all year. And yeah, and
1: years before.
0: Years also. before. It's, like, the biggest thing to happen in games for, yeah. a, for a while. And immediately, just literally the very first second that anyone had this thing in their hands, it was drama. Drama, yeah. drama on the internet. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be a baby. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't care to engage with it anymore. And especially <laughs> at the end of this year, like, I, I, I usually like to like go and, and look at opinions and compare them to my own. And like, that's part of the experience for me is to kind of like bounce mm-hmm. my personal analysis off of like other people's and and yours and all these things like that's part of my enjoyment of, of playing games and watching yeah. movies and reading books or anything and like this this game was was so there's just so much weight attached to this that like, there really is I didn't I couldn't separate the things and then I just kind of chose I'll, I'll come back to it when when they're done being. <laughs> yeah, when the dust settles. It. Yeah, and I feel like it, it's it's kind of lame. I feel lame for like having that reaction because, you know, who cares? Like, why can't I just go? Play yeah, just and, enjoy
1: it or do whatever you want with it. Yeah,
0: but there's also the fact that like the first four hours of the game didn't hook me to the point where I wanted yeah. to ig- ignore all the stuff either. Um not that it was bad or anything it's just there's i don't know it's just it's very think, it's very overwhelming at the beginning of the game i
1: think that game is extremely overwhelming that that that's what i was going to say too was like holy shit is it just a lot it, yeah in in all aspects it's a lot and like i th- part of that is because of what it is you know it's a open-ended far, thing yeah re- relatively far future science fiction open-ended thing where like the world is just like everything is super bright colors. Yeah. And is, and, and, and that alone as like a sensory experience is overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Like, like f- all of, all of my experience with far flung science fiction, it's funny to think about like, it's not anything like near future cyberpunk stuff like even watching a movie like blade runner where it this like cyberpunk is totally like the world of blade runner in when you think of those movies yeah blade runner is not like you're not always being overwhelmed by neon yeah like there there's there's face-to-face just character interactions yeah and and as a video game because you're experiencing it as like an open world thing that you're doing completely on your own you you're seeing this like crazy overwhelming life all the time while yeah. playing it and then on top of that you're, the ui is just a, it's a mess yeah. it's a mess and there's too much and the color scheme that they chose for it is crazy and like it's just it's just like look at all these things like me me jumping into this game after a couple weeks of not playing it i i said to myself out loud I forget how to play this game. Yeah. I completely forget how to play this that's game. A, and I really didn't even take that long of a break from it.
0: That's a problem with CD Projekt Red's games in general. When I've bounced off The Witcher multiple times, it's been exactly because of that. If if I put mm. it down for longer than a, a week, then you come back to it and it's like, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff in my inventory. <laughs> I don't know like what quest I'm doing. It just gets very overwhelming very fast.
1: Yeah, and- I kind of want to fire up Witcher 3 again. As like a direct comparison, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah,
0: So like specifically for the beginning of this game, that overwhelmingness hurt my willingness to kind of dive in because it's like it's just it gets it's harder it's hard to grasp. It doesn't it doesn't. I'm not like I I totally agree. I'm not pushing forward into like how the game works. It's just constantly throwing new things at me, and and it just makes it hard for me to want to get invested without yeah. putting in all this time. And you know, we just talked about the holidays being busy. Like I didn't have the hours to sit and invest. Yeah. So on on top of that, I think like part of the way I play video games and and this is a problem with me, it's not with Cyberpunk in general, but it's like also why I can't play Assassin's Creed games <laughs> is just, just like the open-endedness of the game. Like when yeah. I'm walking around in that world and you know, every, everything that you ap- walk up to, approach, or walk by is some type of game thing that was rendered, like, for you to look at or yeah. enjoy. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter if yeah. there are NPCs on the street, they're having conversations, there's, like, you walk by a bar, there's people dancing in the in the windows, you know, whatever it is. For me, as gamer, it's hard for me to not just spend a million hours just like lo- walking up to people and seeing stuff. Looking at them. And I yeah. don't, I don't like, it's like this weird, like fear of missing out that I have to just ignore that stuff and like f- play the game, like focus on what the objective is. Yeah. So I get caught in between this, like, okay, I need to not waste my time by just standing here, listening to this random couple talk in this alley. Cause like there's, that has no effect on the game. It's just some NPC conversation. But the yeah. fact that they put it all in there makes me want to see it, and then mm-hmm. it just messes up my like pacing and flow, and it just it makes the game hard for me to play. And I yeah. I recognize that that's me. It, it's not a it's not a problem with the game, but like that coupled with the overwhelmingness of the UI and the drama, like all of that was just like a, a big kind of concoction of. I just don't feel like it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. I, I think I, I agree with you,
1: like with cyberpunk specifically as a game, like it has so much shit happening, even even though the open world I, I actually think this game shouldn't have been open world that's that's my first criticism is that was a mistake. I don't yeah. think they should have done that and and because of it being an open world. They do put in a lot of effort into things like that that are going to distract you. Yeah, and by nature of its setting, it's intended to distract you. Yeah, and it's just like it just it's it's anxiety inducing.
0: That's that's I mean, playing
1: that game is anxiety inducing, and it's it's not like it's kind of not fun to jump into that world.
0: Yeah, at all that's what I mean by like I can't walk past the conversation though because the conversation yeah. is about the game world and I think the game right. world is interesting so like I want to hear the conversation because I want to hear like what they're talking about in the game world not because yeah. I can't miss like the conversation it's you just, just want to
1: be entrenched in it and yeah, learn more it just, about it, like it and, yeah it's just
0: like this whole this whole mm-hmm. problem that it just gets bigger and bigger kind of at, the more you wade into the the deep end of the pool do you know what I mean
1: yeah and it's funny because, like, in in reality, even though we don't do this for a living, like, it, when it comes to games, we do have all the time in the world that we want yeah. to put into a game. Yeah. And like, growing up, you always wanted a game that would like totally last forever because yeah. you paid for it and you want it to be valuable and whatever. And like. There's, like, this weird balance that I think Cyberpunk has revealed explicitly to me because I have been playing Valhalla a lot, and I want to put a ton of time into that game. Like, Cyberpunk, for whatever reason, just, like, doesn't thread the needle with
0: that. That's a tough two games to be trying to... I know. Yeah, to well, try and play at the same time. I, I, I know,
1: and and it's. I'll I'll mention it on the list. Maybe yeah. we should get into that. I don't yeah. know how much cyberpunk you have left to talk. I, don't, about, have, I like,
0: don't I don't have much left. I just wanted to. I just wanted yeah. to address it because I know people are probably totally. wondering what's going on with that, and and I'm gonna keep playing it.
1: And like me dipping back into it, like I I want to keep going because there there is parts of the story that I'm super interested in, and yeah. I th- I think I think Keanu Reeves' character is like really cool, yeah. And it, like his voice delivery is a little weird, but at this it kind of doesn't matter because I think his character and the setting and like what he is is it's actually like pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. And and I want to know where it goes, yeah. so like I will see that game through eventually. But because of it, because of me having played Creed Valhalla for a decent bit before this game came out, I wanted to go back to that game.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's what I've You been were already a invested lot. in that in and...
1: Yeah, and I think I think it's interesting to see a developer like Ubisoft, who has years and years and years of experience trying this stuff. And like how I talked about on the last episode of them iterating on it and tweaking things and whatever, like all faults aside creed games as open world games are very good yeah like they like they do the things that you want to do or don't want to do well yeah as and and it's not like it like you said maybe personally it would be overwhelming for you but like i think because of how they have so much experience with it not even just in creed but like far cry and their other games they they do a good job of like this is the stuff that you you probably will enjoy, and here's a whole bunch of other stuff that like if you want to seek it out, it's here. But it's like really down the totem pole of like your your priorities, More necessary. Yeah, and box and like, checking. and we're being very upfront about it not being a priority, and like they they totally nail that. Yeah. I think, and like having the juxtaposition of Cyberpunk versus Creed now, like me playing both of them, it's like. Yeah, like there are, there is a right way to do this.
0: So and, that's what I was going to ask you. Is like I kind of cut you off. You said playing Cyberpunk next to Valhalla has revealed to you this thing. Is that what you're going to say that that yeah. Ubisoft handles the open worldness better than yeah. CD, CD Project Red?
1: Yeah, like there there is a right way to do open world video games. I think yeah. at this point, and and I think. <laughs> Like I think CD Projekt Red probably was like we have to make a game that people are going to play for years endlessly, like people did with Witcher Three, and I th- and I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Yeah, because that's with a, that. that's a big weight to try and shoulder yeah. for one game. Yeah, yeah, and I I think I think everything like the hype around Cyberpunk probably probably seeped into them developing it and like and they're working totally off of like a super open-ended thing and it just i don't know they just didn't they just didn't stick that landing the plan- i
0: planets didn't align for that one yeah yeah
1: and that i've played probably about like 15 hours of cyberpunk so like i think that's a good amount to yeah. like have a pretty good idea of what yeah. the game is at this point so yeah
0: but it's not on your not on your 2020 game of the year it list, is not though. on my
1: game of the year list no it is not
0: it's not it's not on mine either um, pr- I appreciate your guys patience on us with that uh yeah we'll, we needed to talk about it' we'll, d- so. we'll jump right into this i have, I have one more question to you though about games before we get into this 2020 list okay how is super meat boy forever oh <laughs> I was i I had it I had it jotted down and I'm just curious myself because like I liked the first one a lot, and I know that's so, one of your, like... It's probably, like, one
1: of my all-time... Favorite games. games. Yeah. yeah, I, I think Sup- Super Meat Boy has to be one of my all-time games, for yeah. sure. And Forever just came out, which is the follow-up. It came out, like, a week ago. Like, all, all, all of a sudden, they had a release date for it. And it is an endless runner, as opposed to a, like a mobile level-based... Game. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a mobile endless runner. And I'm really disappointed by it. And I knew I would be, but I wanted to give it a chance. And I'm giving it a chance. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not done with it, but I, I am disappointed with what it is for sure. Yeah. And, and the thing that's frustrating to me is that they spent a lot of time on this game. Meat Boy came out 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. And they did. I don't know that they immediately jumped on this one, but we've known about it for a long time. Yeah. And they spent all that time making a really weird thing. Like, like why make an endless runner? Like that it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Cause it, it, somebody should have been like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like why, why, why did we choose this? Why didn't we just make meat boy Two? Yeah. You know? And, because it has some flashes of brilliance. Yeah. Where it's like, "Oh, I really could you can time attack it. Like it's intended to be time attacked still yeah. as an endless runner." But I'm not I already don't want to do that. And like that was why I played Super Meat Boy to death, yeah. was to time attack it. And yeah. It's it's just it's a thing that exists and it's a it's sort of a baffling
0: video game that exists. That's it's like one of those one of those games where you question, like it. For me personally, I, I always find it hard to draw a fault with the with the developer for trying something new. Yeah, like right, like making. You said they could have just made Meat Boy too, like making that is always the safe, like yeah. kind of making the same game again is always the safe option. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this will come up when we talk about Doom Eternal because that was that game. Sure. Yeah. Story in a nutshell, but. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard line to, to walk totally like, like what we, we want to put new stuff in the game so that we give you reason to come back, but we also want to be traditional to what the series is and it's really, it sucks that it doesn't work as well. I think it, I think it's a fascinating
1: story. Uh, and I and I feel like this game kind of came out. and Nobody said anything about it or talked about it. They didn't, it, they it didn't launch at a wet. very good time. They huh? launched at a really weird time, and I I really want to hear about this game like a year from now. Yeah, I I want to hear from the developers. I want to know like what's the story with this thing? Why did it take so long to come out? Like what? Because the it, the way that it works is it's randomized. Yeah, so, procedural, huh? Yeah, like, it, it generates a game for you personally when you start a game.
0: It's trying to spelunk you.
1: Yeah, so, but, like, I think that's probably why it took so long to make, was they had they had all these different iterations and pieces that could fit yeah. together, and then they had to make sure that they were doable. Compatible and all that. And that's where I come back to, you should have just made a Meat Boy 2, because you could have spent all that time designing Levels. Yeah, levels. You could yeah. you could have you could have just spent time designing handmade levels. Yeah. And and that would have been so much more interesting than what this game is mechanically because yeah. like Meat Boy was amazing at its time because it felt so good. Yeah. And you had such control over everything. Yeah. And now you go to this endless runner where you are forced to run. You yeah. are forced in a direction and you have to you have to do specific things to turn yourself around and have some some form of control and it that's my biggest problem is i have no control over what i'm doing yeah and and like i you have a little bit of control obviously but it but it feels like things are taken out of my hands and it's a really frustrating experience just yeah. overall
0: yeah yeah and the game like the game mechanic itself this, the platformer is already a Like, they're already dealing with inherent frustration with what the game is. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. To have it add, to add on to that is, like, I could see how that would not be a good thing, you know?
1: Yeah, like, playing that game for, like, an hour has made me more angry than playing all of Super Meat Boy. Yeah. You know, like, it, and it...
0: I think that was one of the best parts of Super Meat Boy, was that it was super demanding in terms of challenge but also like the restart of when you died was so quick that it yeah. it really never felt frustrating and that's why that game had such an awesome i mean that's and why it, that game is awesome is because like you you uh, you don't really have consequences to failing. Yeah, and,
1: and and you are in complete control of it. Yeah, so it's
0: your complete fault complete control. It's your fault when you when you lose. So you don't have anyone to bl- anyone to blame but yourself.
1: When when you fail in Meat Boy forever it's like, oh, I forgot that I was facing this direction and automatically running this direction. And, like, I had to do this thing to manipulate myself to turn in a direction so I run the right direction. And it's just, like, it just doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. that, that doesn't – that's not a rewarding thing. And I, I read a review today. A Destructoids review that Josh sent us. Yeah, I read, like, I read that too. They said they said the exact same thing. They were like, "It feels like you're not conquering the game, or whatever." I'm not directly quoting them. You're yeah. not you're not conquering the game. You're kind of just figuring out exactly what to do to get past this one thing yeah. because it gives you it heavily checkpoints you yeah. because it knows, like they know it's it would be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a what bummer. Ifs, yeah. I'm bummed out about it. Yeah.
0: It's not been a good end of the year in games, we'll say.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not really, so, actually. So to
0: kick off our 2020 top tens, how do you yeah. want to do this? You just want to go right down the list. I'll give my number 10. You give your number 10. If yep. one of mine is is later in the list, I'll, we can talk about it
2: Sure. Yeah, now. we can do that.
0: But uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, as soon as I pull out my notes here <laughs> that I did last night at work. Uh, so just to reiterate, top ten is not at least for me personally. It's my top ten games I played this year. So oh yeah, that, that doesn't include. Um, there could be games that weren't released this year. Is what I'll say in sure, my yeah. list. Uh, That's how we operate here. I don't know if you did that or not. I can't. I couldn't remember if you. I, I,
1: I try to do releases in the year, but if there was something like super stand out for some reason did you loved yeah yeah
0: okay so number 10 i had to caveat that beginning because this game was not released this year okay um except maybe it came out on pc this year maybe we can maybe we can weasel it in that way but i don't think it did okay okay uh, my number 10 is yakuza 0 <laughs> yeah i don't think it came out on pc this year but um that's a good one why are you laughing why Why did you have that reaction i had a feeling it was yakuza <laughs> Because I just because the way I opened up with that, yeah, uh, Yakuza is super interesting. I think as a series, um, yeah. I've, I only played Zero. You played Zero and and the first Kiwami.
1: I technically played Zero and Kiwami in twenty twenty.
0: Okay, yeah. so it's a really weird mix of like open world game with like beat 'em up mechanics and yeah. There it feels like different It feels like two different games, like it, it, <laughs> like the open worldness of the game, except for in tone does not match like what the beat 'em up game is mm. to me okay um, but it's still oh, made, I think I know what you mean. I think I know it's what still you mean. made for this like incredibly like varied experience, you know you might be like helping a little kid buy porno mags in one part <laughs> and then in the next. <laughs> five minutes you're like having this very very like existential life conversation with yeah like a homeless man who like they just the range that the game strikes emotionally is is absolutely incredible and i can't even begin to like describe like how much i just it just the whole experience is it's, it's like the only game i think that can one of the only games, probably that can that can hit that amount of, yeah, of. Uh,
1: I think I think Yakuza is a very good. It's probably one of the best examples of playing an anime. Like, anime, I think sh- hits all of those things. Yeah, I could like see good that. good anime hits all of those things, right? Yeah, it's and, like
0: silly, it's serious, it's heartbreaking, it's it, like they they yeah. have all of that built into the package yeah
1: yeah, they hit all that range and the thing that people probably like disregard with video game versions of anime is like there is that typical style that a lot of video games rinse and repeat and whatever but yakuza is like it's like peak anime while also being a well-rounded video game yeah and it's 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 really good. Yeah, I can't spe- wait to play more of that series.
0: Specifically the reason it's on my top 10 is like the the drama like narrative that unfolds between the two protagonists of yeah of Yakuza of Zero, Zero, 0 specifically yeah is absolutely outstanding. One of one of it holds up to every video game narrative I've I've played. Like it is it is yeah. it has character turns, it has character growth. Like moments that made me tear up. It it was absolutely like the full experience of of what you would want out of you know if you, A if, story. you if you yeah if you take if you take game narrative seriously, like yeah. I, I think they nailed it, and and yeah. that's why it's here. I, I I like the the Japanese culture anyways. Like the setting is something that interests me. Oh, the
1: setting is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it, like itself, and for them to have. This crazy like world of Yakuza bosses and henchmen and and just the the interplay between the the families and all the stuff that the story kind of kind of yeah. touches on it, it's super it's super awesome and it's super I will, good I will definitely continue to play Yakuza games yeah so that was yeah my I can't 10. wait.
1: My number ten is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wow, cool. <laughs> uh, I put it at number ten because I haven't finished it yet. And we we talked about that a little bit. Like, I don't necessarily need to finish a game to know that I like it a lot, but it, it also is probably lowest on my list of things for the other stuff we're gonna talk about. It's that game is so good. Yeah. I, I think that game is so good. I don't like, I
0: don't think it's surprising at all that you enjoy that game. It's it's it is
1: right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Like it is, it is right up my alley in terms of setting and like attitude and everything. It is, it just nails everything I want. And even even if the the story is like kind of (laughs) whatever, I'm like thirty hours into it, and I I would say that the main story is like fine. Yeah. Um,
0: which comparable to uh origin and odyssey are those games have better story or well like, do you think so there's-
1: i think origins actually had a pretty good story yeah um i've heard that from other people or origins definitely like is i don't know how to explain it like they they give you a reason to see that game through like instantly yeah i think and Odyssey was kind of like meandering I sort of look at Odyssey as like the Gaiden side story of Assassin's Creed actually uh-huh. even though I didn't finish it I know where it goes and I was pretty deep into it and I think I think Odyssey is sort of like a here's here's a game in the series that does matter to the current story but at the same time you could never play it and it wouldn't yeah. matter um, and and I think Valhalla is probably sort of heading that way I don't
0: really know how it's going to wrap up but well the i fact- i would i would argue that ubisoft with every assassins creed release they i think they the goal is to make a game that is that that yeah. would be a, a thing that would matter to the story but if you didn't play it then yeah. you're not missing out because I that's don't, probably the I very don't think true. they yeah. expect someone to play every I mean they make the games two hundred hours worth of content. Like legitimately people could only play Assassin's Creed games and not have anything else to play. Right. So I, I think they're counting on their player base, probably skipping some of the games, and that has yeah. to do with the, the the storytelling that we're talking about here. But go ahead. Which I I, I mean to cut you off.
1: Oh no, no, that's good. Which I think I think what we talked about last episode is like, they, they mostly for me are period pieces. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is the interesting part. And I think the fact that this game is set in the most, like the earliest form of England post Roman occupation is like so awesome. Yeah. It, it is so awesome that you are running around while different self-proclaimed Kings are land grabbing little pieces of only England. It's not even like, it's not even the rest of the United Kingdom because that isn't even a thing yet. It's only England. And like it, that is so awesome. Like I, I love being in that very specific period of history. Like it's so cool. Yeah. And, and that's what the series is good at doing. And I am loving basically just that. Now, One of the other things I want to say is that I have found total enjoyment in the collectible bullshit in this game. Yeah, as, is that as because po-
0: it's just historical uh, things that you're collecting? Is that why, or do you just
1: no? So I think, and and I I don't remember this in too much in Origins and Odyssey. Like they were they were flirting with it, and they were they were definitely laying the groundwork of like what they were doing. But I think Valhalla like it it's it's pretty close to a breath of the wild experience yeah and, like, you know how you would get Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild? Mm-hmm. And, like, it was always this dumb little puzzle, but it was, like, fun to do that dumb the, little puzzle.
0: The, the actual collecting of the thing wasn't what was fun. It was the accomplishment of the puzzle. It was like, how do right. I figure out how to that get was, this thing? That was Paper Mario collecting the... Uh, yeah, that's, that's yes. How, that's what I liked about collecting the, the toads The toads. In Paper Mario. Yeah. Yes, totally. And, like, Valhalla has
1: so many of those. It has so many of those things. And, and like...
0: It's Every good. time your moment to moment, your moment to moment enjoyment, then it, at least for me personally, when I play a game like that, my moment to moment enjoyment is, is much higher and therefore yeah. like longer stretches of the game. I can play because you're getting that those bits of, of dopamine dump. Yeah. Uh, just And you can, it. and you can choose to engage with that as yeah. much as you want yeah. because
1: like, you know, like the way that the map works, it just color codes things. And you know, like this thing I'm heading to is, is probably gonna be this sort of specific experience. However, all of them are unique and like the way that they make them happen or present them to you or whatever is is actually like really well done. And like even just finding currency, finding in-game currency is a it's, puzzle.
0: Is satisfying.
1: And and like they've all been pretty different, and they've all all like every time I walk up to one, I'm like. Okay, what do I got to do to do this yeah, one? Yeah. And and like even if it's one that repeats, they twist what you need to do to make it happen. And it, it's just so good. Like that that stuff is really good and it and it immediately reminded me of playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I only just had this like revelation after playing the game for like 20 plus hours. So that that stuff alone like I love just exploring that world. It's it's so fun and I'm I'm interested enough in the story that I'm probably gonna see it through. Even if I don't, I have totally enjoyed my time with that game. Like it it has been so cool. And it was a win
0: already, even if you don't finish. Yeah, like
1: and and I love
0: Norse mythology and I love everything I love being a Viking. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Did they work the Viking metal into the soundtrack well?
1: Hey, they have. And have we talked about this? No, we have not. Okay, because I couldn't remember if we did. There is a guy That was involved in the original Norwegian black metal scene. Like, he has a band called Wardruna. I I think I put one of their songs at the end of the last episode. Okay. They are just a straight-up, like, folk. It's folk. It's not metal at all. Yeah. It's just folk music. Yeah. And he he takes his Norwegian uh, ancestry very seriously. Mm -hmm. He was involved in making the music for this game. Yeah, and it, and it's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I would, that, I would that expect is, them to like to they be they good sought about, him
0: out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like surprising that, to me. That's why I asked honestly because I figured that they is awesome. They would have, uh, yeah, don, done their research. And I know you're, I know you're into the Scandinavian music scene. Yeah, more than the average person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. And and like, and I I like knew
1: that going into the game, but yeah. I was not very familiar with what this guy is doing. I'm blanking on your name, I'm sorry. But it it's just really cool. Like that's really cool and like whenever his songs come up, I recognize them and know them. Yeah. And like there there's there's other composers that have been involved in the Creed series that did a good job with the games music overall. Yeah. But just like I love that they take it that serious, you oh, know? Yeah. Like that that is so awesome.
0: That's what I mean, that's that's what makes those games worth it. I'm honestly like even the one I, the they do their I've homework. Played, yeah, they, they do. They do. And that's the, that's, it's important.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Valhalla is my number 10. Cool.
0: <laughs> you might've convinced me to play that. I I, I don't know.
1: I, I don't want to overhype it. It's still an Assassin's Creed game, but it's, it's good. Like I'm really enjoying it.
0: I've heard, I heard someone make a case for Assassin's Creed games lately. Where they said it's the best open world game that you can kind of just turn on and wander around and like yeah. stumble across things. And yeah. it plays well like that. And yep. I don't play open world games like that. Mm-hmm. But, and I have been overwhelmed by Assassin's Creed games. We've talked about this on episode. But that idea of not having to like have the pressure to engage with everything is yeah. enticing to me. And I think that I could maybe, if I could just like will myself to not try and touch everything in the world, I could probably find a way to enjoy that. Right. And and okay,
1: to keep going real quick on Valhalla, it's all right. I think I think it. I think it really nails the. Here is a thing to collect. There's a reason you would want to collect it. You don't need to, but if you want to do other things in the game you should collect it yeah and and like and i think it it like really it's like a really good total experience that i haven't had since breath of the wild in an open world game like i yeah. i really do think it is one of the closest breath of the wild experiences that it's I've glow- played. It's
0: glowing praise. Everyone's shooting for that. This even this year, especially we saw a bunch of games. Because there's a couple out. other games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that were, aimed, were specifically going for that in there. And in fact, Ubisoft's other game that just came yeah. out, <laughs> Immortals, Immortals <laughs> is is that is, is yeah. like that's what their that's their sales pitch for the game. I, I haven't played yeah. it, so I'm not going to pretend either. like I I know what it is. But right, it's, it's funny that you would say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number nine game is uh streets of rage Four. Ooh, okay. i was gonna like try and uh give it some kind of special you know prologue but i didn't so <laughs> streets of rage four uh it's it's definitely like a nostalgic thing for me which i was thinking about this the other day i i actually don't think i am a nostalgic person so really no i i oh, i that's interesting I'd think that I think I have things that I liked in my childhood. Like I have things that I have liked. But when I go back to those things, I don't have any sentimental residual like I like this thing because I used to like it. If the thing stinks now, then I will just turn on it immediately. That's really I don't have any like so so I will I will be interested in a thing because of nostalgia. Like mm-hmm. Streets of Rage Four is a good example. You'll give it a chance, but the but the thing itself, like, has to be ultimately ultimately redeeming for me to care, right? Right. And and like I was thinking about this specifically with the conversation me and you had about music, mm-hmm. and and like uh, how I was saying I don't like my tastes. Like I don't if when I look back at the music that I listened to in high school. I don't necessarily have the same tastes that I had in high school. And I don't think that the yeah. same music is as good as it was. And, and I think that is part of it. And and it's only a thing that I'm realizing like recently that, yeah. I, that I, because there, there, there's a lot of games that are coming out now. that are specifically made. They're just remakes of old games, uh, yeah. different things to try and appeal to that nostalgic factor. And I, I've, I've bought a lot of those games and I played a lot of those games this year even. And, I keep kind of like wrestling with the idea myself just that like i I don't think that i i don't think that I have sentimental value for things I don't hmm. think that and uh I don't know it's just an interesting observation but anyway streets yeah. of rage four yeah, yeah I think is a good is a good game um it definitely offers the classic beat 'em up experience it is it is one hundred percent an updated version of the original streets of rage mm-hmm but I think like a good two hour game that you can sit down and play with a friend is a thing that's a rarity into in today's yeah uh, yeah it is gaming world and I like beat 'em ups and the soundtrack was awesome <laughs> so it's already checking boxes. I played half the game with Josh on oh okay yeah on Xbox Live because it was it's on Games Pass yeah the online mode was poop. But we even <laughs> even with the game crashing on us, we still st- like stuck it out and played through half the game, and then yeah. finally put it down when it crashed again. And then I like replayed it again with my brother, like on the couch, like me and him just sat down and played it one night. And I would mm. I would willingly play through it again, like not that there's even more to unlock or more to see or I don't care about like score attacking the game or anything like that. I just think that experience is something Worth that I. Again i enjoy in games yeah and there's other games that didn't make my list year this year like avengers marvel's avengers um mm-hmm. was is kind of offering that too and like those parts of that game were also what i enjoyed of that game do you know what i mean right so so like i, I think there's some mileage left at least for me in the beat 'em up game i mean mm-hmm. yakuza was is a beat-em-up game as well like i'm um, we're totally we're uh yeah, totally. It's not anything new, but anyways, I, I just think that like for what that game is, they nailed it. I, they, I I think you know they didn't they didn't try to do anything crazy.
2: They yeah.
0: It's a it's a perfect experience, and specifically like for Games Pass and some of these other subscription platforms that you can get that game on, I think it's awesome because you don't have to pay for that. I mean, you already would like if, if yeah, you, you might already, already subscribe. Like that's yeah. a perfect one night entertainment thing. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so that's that's why I uh, yeah, that's why Streets of Rage Four is my number nine.
1: I I forgot that technically was a game that came out this year. I think um, I I think just in general as like a quick thing. This year, I feel like I was so out of touch with a lot of stuff that came out because i didn't yeah. i didn't touch a lot of like technically 2020 releases yeah i played a bunch of other stuff this year which is um, that
0: because you just weren't interested in things that were coming out or is yeah. that because yeah I. Mean, I, it's, th- not like, I th- it's
1: not like you wouldn't have had time to right it wasn't a time thing yeah it was it was more like i i think this year generally i wasn't super jazzed about a ton of things yeah like Really many things, actually. So so I dug back into other stuff. Yeah. And so I just, like, just at, I'm just not as aware of games that came out this year, I feel like, yeah, as I normally am. Yeah. Because I there, super forgot that was a thing. There like, was I another game that came out thing.
0: this year, um, Battletoads, offers right. a very yeah, similar right, yeah. experience. That did come out this year. <laughs> uh, I prefer Streets of Rage over Battletoads. Uh, battle toads had some really fun and quirky things that they did with like flash games that they put in to kind of break up the flow of the Mm beat-em-up um and there was some there's some genuine good like teenage humor i think in that game yeah and uh i think the animation was really cool uh my problem with Streets of Rage 4 being better, not my problem, but like g- the reason I think Streets of Rage 4 was a better experience than uh, Battletoads is just because it's tighter. It's mm. like, it's only yeah. it's only beat them up. Whereas mm-hmm. Battletoad had some frivolous, like head scratching stuff that I didn't care for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it probably was twice as long. As Battletoads was. Wow. So okay. depending on what you want out of that kind of game, like Battletoads may be the thing that would appeal more to you. Uh yeah. but that game as well is on Games Pass. So <laughs> yeah. those two experiences yeah, right. go hand in hand, I think, if you're interested. You should check both of them out.
1: My number nine is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Cool.
0: Ori is actually my number two game. Whoa! It's number two on my list. No, that actually, is really high for that. Number three, not not number two, it's number three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, really the only, re- like, when I was going through stuff I played this year, I was like, man, Ori, Ori is, I think, objectively a very good experience. Yes. I just personally didn't love it as much as I loved the first one. Yes. But I liked it enough that I, you know, it needs recognition. And I, th- I think, I think Will of the Wisps is great. It's, it's definitely a great thing to experience. Um, I have it low because I complained about on an earlier episode. Like, I just don't think they needed to go so hard on combat like they did. Yeah. I think the game's visuals and platforming alone are are good acknowledgement. Yeah. Like those alone are good. And then it being a Metroid game and trying to do platforming puzzles and stuff like that, that alone is good. Yeah. And then, and then the combat is like, it's fine like i i would never point to that aspect of the game and be like this is why you should play it i would yeah, yeah. i would point to everything else and that everything else was awesome I, yeah. that game was so awesome and totally totally recommend playing obviously blind forest is worth playing too but yeah. and you you need to before will yeah. of the wisp
0: but yeah so uh will the wisp was my number 3 game yeah, uh, the reason it's so high on my list is because I cannot look back at that game and have anything negative to say about it. Yeah when i when I played it, I was immediately like, "This is definitely my game of the year." <laughs> oh and, wow! And I mean, it was er- it was early in the year when that came out, so it's that's not like, true. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm I was putting that over other things, but uh I wonder like if I would have played that closer to the end of the year, if I would have maybe had same. it had it at the top of the list, but like. Yeah. It's been a while since I've touched it, and I still kind of have really good thoughts about it. Yeah. I think I prefer Wisps definitely to Blind Forest. Oh, Um, because you played them pretty close together, right? I played Blind Forest last year. Yeah, right. So they're a year apart, and like I contemplated playing Blind Forest again before Wisps came out because I Uh, had enjoyed that game so much. Yeah. Uh, I just think like what that game is, like the Metroidvania thing, and like you said, the platforming and the puzzle platforming and all that stuff—it just—it just nails every aspect of it. And, and yeah, in terms totally. of the combat, that like you didn't enjoy as much, I like had a good time. Um, I think it was very open-ended. Like there it was, was a, yeah. there was a ridiculous amount of power-ups and mm-hmm. and weapons and like combat upgrades that you could get. And I feel like the game didn't push you toward any one thing.
2: Yeah. In a mm-hmm. way
0: that made me just play with all of it. Mm-hmm. And like it constantly, like I, I could see how you could make the complaint that, okay, the shooting combat mechanic is is the most effective. So I'll just use that through the whole game. Yeah. And then probably be disappointed with, like, I don't know why I have to kill all these enemies, but I think like as a, as a tool for just kind of making the gameplay, Varied a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, think that's it, true. That's I a think good point. it worked really well. Yeah, and uh, that that game is just visually stunning. I think Unbelievable. the narrative. <laughs> I think the narrative is is heartwarming and like yeah. I just I appreciate that small scale game so much that it scored really high on my on my top ten. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. it's a great game. Or on to number eight, yes. Which, uh, honestly, like I feel like it's very. This is low on my list because this game is absolutely incredible. I played it this year. It's not released in twenty twenty. It's Return of the Oberdin. Oh my god! Yep, <laughs> it Absol- is low on your list. Absolutely a must play for people who have have not played that game. Yeah. Um. I I, I we probably talked about it. You know, we did m- more than enough. Yeah. but Oberdin is an incredible like intelligent experience that I think everyone should at least try to, absolutely to try to uh, you know absolutely try it out it's it's probably pretty cheap at this point. like I think I probably paid 10 20 bucks for it at the
1: most. I think it's 20 to start with and um, I think it goes on sale relatively often. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's now available on like all platforms. I think at this. It, yeah, I played it, on Switch. It so. might not be on Xbox, but I'm pretty sure it's on everything else. I I don't know. It's it's available. It's all and and it's absolutely worth playing. I'm. It's
0: just to oh, just to it's reiterate. So it's it's basically like a solve the crime kind of game. It's like an adventure game, point and click. I would say it's most comparable to Total. a point and click adventure game totally and it has yeah. you it has you solving the mystery of a ship a pirate ship and like what happened to its crew by examining the dead bodies yeah. and uh it's just it's so inventive in the way it, it tells its story it's so inventive in like the gameplay mechanics of it um i was taking notes while i played it just it, yeah. as a as a gaming experience it offers something that i don't think you can get anywhere really else it's a masterpiece yeah, it absolutely is. And Yeah, it's uh, a masterpiece. It deserves every accolade it's ever got and I think you guys should all at least give it some attention. Yeah. If you if you've ever looked
1: at it and thought, "Hmm, yes." I I'm so glad that you put it on your list because I played that last year um yeah. around this time actually.
0: And then you didn't put it on your list last and year. And I didn't
1: put it on my list and I and I should have because Like, my I I loved the game when I was playing it. I loved everything about it, and my appreciation of it has grown just more and more because more friends have played it as it, like, as time has gone on. And it's just, man, what a thing! What an an awesome thing! I can't wait to see what Lucas Pope does next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number eight is Carrion.
0: Nice. That's I think uh, that's my number seven. So we're we're like right on track here.
1: Okay. Yeah. That I I that game is worth playing alone. Absolutely. For, Carrion is
0: my number seven. So
1: it it's worth playing alone for the movement and the base the premise the premise of that game is awesome.
0: Yeah. That's what uh, sold me. The thing is is so one cool. of one of my favorite movies. The for sure. thing is something I think about
1: all the time because I think that movie is so disturbing. Yep. And like it, it is something that has stuck with me in my my whole life because you you and i watched that at a pretty young age yeah (laughs) and uh and and i watched it with other friends at a pretty young age and like that that game that game that movie has had such a lasting effect on my uh mental state yeah that like a a game like carrion coming out and really really going hard on what the thing is yeah Is just let, so awesome,
0: letting you get into that headspace a little bit of, of yeah, what, of what this thing is. Yeah, uh, I think just as a let me plug the movie real quick. I think even as an adult, I've watched that, and the it's one of the great examples for makeup over CGI. Yeah, totally. That is, it's it's one of the absolute best examples of that in in film. Yeah, um, the John Carpenter score for that movie is incredible. Hmm. and uh it's that that's it's absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time as an adult as a child as it's just that movie's kick butt it's so fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah it's so fucked up. it's gross <laughs> yeah but um and 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 the, instantly the premise of the game was something i was like "Ooh." That looks yeah. really cool, and yes yes they they nailed it, and you're right the movement is incredible the the sound design is incredible it's it's uh appropriately gross that game yeah, and I it didn't overstate its welcome,
1: yeah like, I think it's appropriately length yes as well, so, I, as well. I,
0: I was done with it rather quickly a couple settings like it probably two or three sittings that I played, and that was yeah. enough and You know, when games when games end before they have a chance to get sour, it it leaves a better impression. Yeah. So that that was that game. And I would that's another games pass game, I believe. Yeah, that's Um, how I played it. Yeah. Yeah, so so do it up. That carry-on was was pretty sweet. Yes. Absolutely. And I actually that was my number seven, so we're back to you for your number seven.
1: On your list. Okay. Uh so I feel little it's XCOM Chimera Squad. I didn't finish this game. Um I that that's where I feel sl- even though I said earlier I don't like I feel a little guilty about that no matter what. <laughs> but I think Chimera Squad is awesome.
0: The breach and mechanics warrants putting it on on your list because it's still XCOM and 100%. Is
1: sick. <laughs> 100%. It's an XCOM game, yep. a modern XCOM game is amazing hands yeah. down without yeah. a doubt there's you can't say anything negative about it and if you do you're wrong <laughs> and then they added in the breach thing which it is so awesome and I I hope I hope that that off team that got to make that game is significantly involved in XCOM 3 because if they're not Firaxis is fucking up because yeah. that that is so smart it is such a fun thing. XCOM 2 tried to do something similar with the whenever you start a situation you're in stealth and certain things can trigger off of being in stealth. The fact that the fact that the breach thing is like it's like this total encompassing gameplay mechanic because you are like the A team of of the XCOM universe yeah. and all of your people have different breach abilities. And the order that you breach things, and the location that you
0: breach things,
1: changes on t- every on top scenario. Of the, actual,
0: the, the traditional XCOM turn
1: yeah, by turn. Yeah, on top game. of all the on top of all the brilliance that is modern yeah. XCOM, like it yeah. is, it is so awesome. And and I actually really do like that they did the like set character things at least as a starting point for hopefully what XCOM three is because getting to play as the aliens amazing yeah just so amazing they they all have their own very individual unique abilities and they're all fun to use and yeah that game that game is really good i think that game is so good and i feel again i feel guilty personally for not putting more time into it and i think it's probably just because i have played so much XCOM,
0: yeah, it's kind of a known like, quantity a little bit.
1: Yeah, like I, I went, I revisited it a couple months ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, this game is awesome!" But I still didn't finish it.
0: So. Do You think you ever will?
1: That's, I don't I've, know. I
0: bought that on Steam. I haven't, I haven't installed it. The thing, it
1: yet. the thing with that game also is it's sort of, it's sort of run based in a in a few ways. Like the the idea is that you were meant to play through it a couple times, really, because yeah, because like the order that you attack the certain um, factions that you're supposed to be taking down, like changes a few things and the order that you get the set named characters would change how your game goes. It it just feels like, again, it feels like a side story. It's an XCOM side story. And I, and yeah. they, you know, they like surprise released it in the first place. Yeah. So they, they know that's what it is. Um. It It just doesn't feel like I need to finish it. You yeah, know, like you I put a. Fe- you don't
0: feel like you're missing out by not pu- not finishing the experience. Yeah,
1: like yeah. I I've put a good amount of time into that game. Um, yeah. it's not it's not like I touched it for a little bit and walked away. Like I I played a good bit of it when it came yeah. out. Um, and, and I think I got a good idea of of what it is and and plenty enough to praise it. You know, like plenty enough experience to praise yeah, it. Yeah. I think that game is totally totally worth playing if you liked XCOM two. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. XCOM One, I don't know. There's weird purists about that Enemy Unknown game, but whatever.
0: Uh, yeah. Understand. Chimera Squad. Play it. Cool. Uh, I'm on to number six, which is a game I know will be on your list. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone. It is on my list. Yes. It's much higher. How did it make you? How did? How do you feel putting a Call of Duty game on your list? I feel
1: so disgusting and dirty and (laughs) gross and. Your your Bleh. gamer
0: your gamer card is removed. Yeah, your official it has been gamer removed. card has been removed. No. Yeah,
1: I am a casual. I'm a filthy casual. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh Warzone, I think I had close to 100 years 100 hours in it this year. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I that's my by far my most played game of 2020. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Yep.
0: And uh I I really enjoyed the four all year all year long i enjoyed the yeah four person squad tactical gameplay that arose from a battle royale game um that had objectives and all the things that exist in warzone which if anyone's listening to this you probably already already know <laughs> you know what warzone, warzone is ends in and out so we don't need to say much about it but i i loved the chase to get Get a win in yeah. Warzone, and you—you you
1: specifically, it was like this very—it was this very special thing yes, for you. Yes, yeah.
0: and unfortunately, I am less like. I feel like once, i w- once we accomplished that win, my desire yeah. to play like significantly decreased because yeah. I just—I don't know. That's just part of how I like once the goal is accomplished. Like the the only thing that we're doing is is sort of We're just playing it. We're playing it and, and like you can still play to get better, which is kinda what you do, but like I I want something to shoot for, like kind of when I'm playing and Yeah, without that without that drive to get the W then yep. the game kinda lost its appeal a little bit to me. And like moving forward and looking at Warzone, like I don't know how much interest I have. Yeah. To try, like, the Black Ops version of Warzone or whatever they have planned for it moving forward. Cold War is a game that came out in 2020. <laughs> it absolutely is. And added and, things to Warzone, yeah. And so, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure you guys could talk me into it. Like, I, I would be down to play with the group if the group wants to play, but.
1: I, yeah, I have, we haven't played Warzone at all uh, after, um I don't Probably, know, three three months ago or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we played the hell out of that game. I streamed a ton of it, and I think Warzone redefined battle royale. Yeah, I think it is. It is the it is the pinnacle of battle royale currently. Yes, as as an experience, and I'm so thankful for having a group to do that with. Yeah, crossplay alone. Yeah, is one of the reasons it's way higher on my list. It's number three. Okay, and I just, I just, it can't be, it can't be overstated how important that was. Yeah, because, because we all
0: got to approach it on our own terms.
1: Yeah, and like, and and it made it easier to play it with a group. Whereas, like, I loved PUBG and have defended PUBG even post Warzone. And yeah. I played PUBG primarily solo. Yeah. Now, if I got to play that game with a crew. I might still be playing PUBG today. I don't know. Yeah. Like it like Warzone having a crew to play Warzone consistently with basically whenever we felt like it was awesome. Yeah. And like the the everything that they did with that game, the the Gulag, the the missions, mid game, obviously Call of Duty's gunplay like it's just incredible. That game is yeah. just incredible. They they like totally hit it out of the park with that one. I didn't give uh what was their what was their lat battle Black what Ops was, two
0: was there's Blackout Call of Duty Blackout. Blackout
1: Blackout. That's the word I was looking for. I played that a little bit. You you could see the you could see the potential in that, yeah, that blackout sure. was good
0: I, I, the problem with blackout is you had to buy it <laughs> like, right r- like you literally. had to buy it
1: yeah like warzone was free yeah obviously they should have done that with blackout but yeah. like warzone was free and then it had the crossplay, and then and etc 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 like yeah all of the all of the things it, it hit during covid it's it came mm-hmm. out like right at the beginning of the pandemic when like nobody had anything to do in the first place yeah so it yeah warzone was absolutely a moment of 2020 and I spent so much time I played that game so much and we got plenty of wins and I don't I don't necessarily know what eventually turned me off of it it was probably that we won it enough that yeah. I felt like there wasn't really anything to explore in that game yeah. anymore
0: Yeah that's that's how it is for me I just like <sighs> it for I the the Learning a new gun is not is not no. interesting to me. Like wh- no like once, it's not enough. If I if I have been good with the assault rifle and then uh, like to change my game up to play with a sniper rifle, that's like not in- yeah. interesting like in the same way. Like I would endlessly I could endlessly play a fighting game because I could try new characters with right. with the fighting game. It's like not the same kind of of experience. Right. Which
1: I wanted to give a shout out to something that is not on my list and
0: that is Overwatch. Yeah, I was just, I was going to bring it up anyways because this is we, the time. Yeah, yeah. And we uh we kind of quit on Warzone I think because we started playing Overwatch. Yes. Like Overwatch replaced our our group yes. our group gaming with or, uh, our Warzone group gaming with Overwatch is what happened. Yes. Suddenly
1: and, uh, suddenly Overwatch was a possibility with more people and overwatch is brilliant
0: yeah i want to speak like because we're we're doing pretty good on time here yeah um and overwatch has completely dominated your time in the last last two two months months. Mm -hmm. so i just want to poke a little bit and i want to ask like it's obviously not a new game everyone that's listening knows what overwatch is, yeah yeah so I would just like to pick your brain a little bit what is it about overwatch that you find is appealing to you at this at this late right in the game's life mm-hmm. why overwatch over warzone um just just elaborate a little bit on like what it is about overwatch that you're really enjoying it's it's having the like a fighting game it's having
1: the depth to what's the word not plunge whatever whatever that word is the depths to plumb plumb, is it plumb yeah if you're plumbing the depths yeah. yeah yeah that's right yeah so like we we were playing a ton of warzone and we started to trail off and then overwatch became like suddenly a thing that like another group of friends i i play with every week and like And then we were able to combine the two groups that we had, like, weekly gaming sessions with because Overwatch is a six-player game. And that paired with me wanting to have that experience when Overwatch came out. I was just, frankly, uh, stubborn because I wanted to play it on PC, and Josh had it on PS4 or he played on Xbox for the most part. And, like, we couldn't connect and play that way because, like, there was no way I was going to play that on console. I wasn't going to buy it on console, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, there was, like, this missed opportunity with that game that has just always bothered me. And, like, suddenly the stars aligned and we had a full team plus. Inter-
0: interested in playing. Yeah. yeah, a
1: full team plus of playing that game. And so, like, it has been so exciting learning that game like a fighting game understanding all the characters, learning the maps, fooling around with every character. There's so many characters in that game I have still not really put any time into, and I yeah. have, like, just the base level understanding of playing.
2: Yeah. And
1: so, like, it just has this... Like, games are quick. Games are exciting. Even games that you lose are over so fast that it sort of doesn't matter. Yeah. It has it has the... Uh, it's loot system... As annoying as it is, and as much heat it has gotten over the years with the loot box thing, it's it's completely it is fine. fun. It's fun. It's completely yeah. fine. You do not need to spend any money on that game. Yeah, and it at doesn't all.
0: even push you towards spending it. To be it honest. really doesn't. Like, it, you have it, to it, dig for how to do that if you yeah, wanted to do
1: it. It really does not th- shove that down your throat at all. And so, like, it's just this. It's just this endless feedback loop of positivity even yeah. if you're losing and and i actually just had this realization like last night or the other night after putting a ton of time into that game in a very short period of time it just handles it handles the player experience so well because if you are playing like shit it'll still be like if you do anything it'll be like oh you got a medal for this or like you did you did this one aspect of your character, like, really well. Like, here's your stats against what you did previously. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, it's just always throwing these positive feedback loops at you. Yeah. It's just... It's so smart. It's it's the smartest thing. And, like, this is my first experience digging into a Blizzard experience. Yeah, yeah. And And I'm sure they do that in all their other games, but, like...
0: You can see it's, why they have such a loyal fan base.
1: Yeah, well, you can see why people have been playing World of Warcraft for, like, 15 years. Yeah. You know, even even though, like, expansions may come and go and be bad, they still have such a dedicated player base. Yeah. And it, it, it's obvious, you know, it's obvious. And, like, learning learning the characters and just experimenting with them like a fighting game... Is why I think that game is more interesting than Warzone, and why it hasn't overtaken Warzone. We can play it with more people. We yeah. currently have more people interested in doing that, so like it's just, it's just a perfect storm of, yeah. of things.
0: My only, like my only negative I can point to at that game is like when your team gets rocked, it can be a pretty, it yeah. can be a pretty miserable experience to just run in and get crushed by an entire team of people all the time. But I would say that. That's that experience is few and far between. Like, it doesn't happen that much usually. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. Especially if we're playing, like, with a more full squad. Like, it's if I'm not just queuing playlists with a, one person. Like, yeah. if, if we have a full team, you have more control over, like, what the whole team is doing. And, and right. It just... And, like, that,
1: that layer of strategy, you know, like, Warzone, we have that with a small group, and, like, we yeah. figure out what we're going to do, but we're kind of working against... Absurd odds yeah with the player count of warzone and mm-hmm. battle royale in general where like overwatch is just six versus six and You can adapt like you can if, if things are going poorly change your hero Let's try this we have to take out this one character We have to take out this one player who is playing this one character like really well like the the dynamics of the team composition is fascinating yeah for Overwatch and like I don't know. It's just so it's just so good. And like everybody knows that. You know, it's a five year old game or whatever at this point. So like
0: I'm just really excited to see what they do moving forward with that. Yeah. I, saw, I yeah. saw they were supposed to BlizzCon should be coming up at some point at the top of this year. And I saw they're supposed to give information on what Overwatch Two is gonna be or have or yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's... I'm excited to be on the boat now, really. Yeah, what, like... what it is.
1: I, I don't... So I'm curious what it's going to be, of course. And I'm more invested. They could do, like, nothing to that game.
0: And you'd be fine with it.
1: And I'd be fine with it probably for, like, a few more months. You know, yeah. like, it it yeah. it has... It has this... It just has this appeal. Yeah. Currently. And and yeah. and it, and it's definitely because like there's other people involved. If I was still trying to play that game solo, I would have walked away pretty quick again yeah. because yeah. of because of what I did before. So
0: and it's like a team so, yeah. objective game to play by yourself yeah. and not talk to your teammates. Like you're not getting the experience what the game is. It's not right. It's not. And I'm just I mean, never going to talk. You can to experiment. Strangers. With, yeah, you can experiment with characters and stuff, but it's still. Uh, yeah. You need yeah. like people to bounce off strategy and to say, Hey, cover me. I'm doing this or I need healed. It's just, it, yeah. it, it all adds up kind of to, to a thing. But
1: like when you come up with a strategy and it works, that is, that is, yeah, that it's, is it's like, satisfying. Yeah. that is like chef's kiss yeah. video gaming, you yeah. know, like that is, that is it. And that's why people play, Dota two
0: and League of Legends all the time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's the biggest game in the world. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number six, Call of Duty Warzone. We are on to your number six. My number six is Mortal Shell. Cool. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm I didn't feel like you. Uh, I'm surprised to see this is high on your list as so. well. It's um. You give Frank- it the benefit benefit of the doubt a little bit because it's such a small team that made it. Yes, Fr- <laughs> frankly,
1: frankly, it's getting a lot of points because of what it, uh, be- because of everything surrounding its existence. Yeah. Uh, as no, a game, it's your, it's
0: your list. You award the points as you
1: see fit. Yeah, as a game, it's totally fine. They did some interesting things with it. I would love to see them continue and iterate on which is something I said about the surge and I sort of bounced off the surge too. So if they do immortal shell 2, I might not really play it. I don't know. But it's initial outing I think is actually really interesting and if you have if you have any love of the soul series, it's a must play because they do some cool shit. Like that game does some really
0: cool shit. And uh So it's let me see this. If I'm a fan of the Souls series, I've played all the Souls games, including Sekiro and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. What is the first Souls-like experience that I would go to?
1: I think I would say Mortal Shell, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I think Neo Two is a little too overwhelming of a chain, or Neo in general. Neo yeah. Two did come out this year. I barely played it, and I feel <laughs> so bad about that. But um, I, I think Mortal Shell is the most Souls-like Souls-like. Okay. Because it's medieval, the gameplay feels pretty similar. Uh it is, goes Is
0: would you say that Mortal Shell is the Dark Souls of Souls-likes? <laughs> no. No, the the Dark
1: Souls of Souls-likes is, is probably Dark Souls. Well, it's probably Dark Souls 1 or 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Dark Souls of Dark Souls, yeah. No, I I I like Mortal Shell. I like what they tried with it and I like what they did with it it's short enough that it doesn't it does not last long enough for you yeah. to get a sour taste about yeah, it yeah. and uh yeah i mean the one weapon in that game paired with the one shell where you are like a ninja with this giant long sword is worth playing alone <laughs> it is that 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 was such an awesome combination i had yeah. so much fun with that and like maybe you
0: found your next monster hunter weapon what? The longsword, katana. Oh yeah, I never played with the I never it's played good. with that. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. It's a lot of counter, a lot of counter-based uh Yeah. Uh It was just you... it
1: was just hilarious. Like you know, like a, the the reason Mortal Shell is interesting is because it had that soul's experimentation to find bullshit broken combos. Yeah. It encourages
0: like, you to to beat the game by figuring it out.
1: Yeah, and like yeah. I didn't have that experience with The Surge or Neo because Neo because it has way too many things in it that you like it's impossible to even like piece it all together and find so, the right so thing. So
0: Neo would be more like execution based, not not
1: uh I dude, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> Neo. Like it Neo just has so much shit. It's overwhelming.
0: So much shit. That's a, okay, okay, noted.
1: Like good shit. <laughs> it has good shit. There there's just it's just too much. I think yeah, it, there's yeah. too much in Neo. And then the Surge, the combat in the Surge is just like so whatever. It's Yeah. It's it's really not like that engaging or interesting and not really that challenging. You just need to be patient. I think Mortal Shell totally looked it more it's the best one that looked at Souls and was like here's how we would do this.
0: I think kind of the magic of dark souls and this is my you might think this is blasphemy for me saying this but this is how i feel the magic of dark souls is that the combat is whatever a little bit in the game that is the way the way they like build the game around that is what makes it good yeah yeah i mean they're you know they can't be touched. From software
1: can't be touched, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like it's, it's
0: it's absolutely true.
1: It's it's true <laughs> and like I I want to see more attempts. I've said that so
0: many times. But it I'm, it always reveals the gap in uh Yes, in, it really does. Yeah, it's oh, it's pretty insane.
1: Mort Mortal Shell is like a kindergartner's yeah. attempt at yeah. at a college oh, level Dark Souls <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, it it unfortunately that is the case. It, yeah, it just it just is, and you know, it is what it is. So, Mortal Shell is great, though. I think it's worth playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. That's a fun one to have on your list. Yeah. So my number five is Paper Mario and the Origami King. Yeah, uh, that's pretty actually. High. So you think it's high? Yeah. I honestly if I made this list 5 different times, <laughs> the next 5 games on my list could all be in any order. Okay. Including my game of the year. Oh, so, okay. I don't know what that says about either the quality of these I think I think you could take that as there was no good games this year. Yeah. But I look at it as there was a whole bunch of outstanding games this year that I just couldn't yeah, sure. Like, definitively choose one over yeah. the others. Um, but, yeah, Paper Mario and the Origami King um, was an incredible front-to-back experience for me. I enjoyed every minute. I laughed. I thought there was some touching moments, surprisingly. Yeah. I, I s- spent as much time as, as, uh, as able... To looking for all the Paper Mario or Paper Toad Toads, yeah, guys hidden in the levels. Um, I think, I think the combat mechanics uh, weren't like the most amazing thing in the world, but yeah. it didn't it didn't get in the way of my enjoying the game. It just didn't make me enjoy it more. If that makes any sense, yeah. So it's yeah. hard for me to like. Knock the game for it, like I I wouldn't point to it as like a bad thing, but I don't think it was the strength of the game either. And if 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 I could say anything,
1: I think the attempt at doing that was kind of
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: They just it just definitely wasn't a strength. Yeah, like yeah. I I, app- I appreciate the idea of it.
0: Yeah, and and I think like it does work in certain, like, I think the boss fights are interesting. Like I, I I I think they are too. I will defend the boss fights in that game. Yeah. Um, As frustrating
1: as they can be, they are the most interesting form
0: of the the combat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I do like that. They built in a system basically so that you don't have to engage with the combat at all. It's interesting. You can just like pay your way through the game. Yeah. Um, but it's it's also like, and I, I don't know, it should be alarming a little bit that they felt the need that, that they had to put a yes. system into place for you to get around it. Yes. And that's kind of just an example of why it's probably not a strength of the yeah. game. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but in terms of everything else, like the game around it, graphically, story-wise, So amazing. Humor, Humor's funny, yeah. It's super funny. It's a proper Nintendo like thing to put on their gold shelf of "We make good games," wall or whatever you want to say. And uh, yeah, I a game like while I was playing it, I was in love. I was like, "This was this is my game of the year for sure." Uh, All the way, all the way to the end. And I, I'm on board with the franchise. I will play more Paper Mario. Yeah, comes out.
1: I would love if they would re-release some of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. I enjoyed that game so much, and I played Luigi's Mansion three this year too. Oh yeah, which is another like Nintendo I still haven't release. Got around to that?
1: <laughs> huh? I still haven't got around to that.
0: And like just the I I still uh, I've said it before on air. I just think there is a Nintendo level of polish that games get. Yeah. From them. And even, like, the games that I'm semi-interested in, it makes me want to play those games, too, because mm-hmm. there is, like, a good example is Yoshi's Crafted World, I think, was the one that came out on Switch. Yeah, that's right. I played a demo of it on the Nintendo store. You know, it looked amazing. It was pretty easy. It kind of felt like a thing that I could probably skip. But just, just like, the quality of of the work that comes out of that studio makes me think that everything that they put out is worth mm. putting hands on. And this is paper. Mario is just another class example of that. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I haven't finished that game. I'm about halfway through it. Probably will never finish it. I think it's totally solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've complained about it enough on previous episodes. Yeah. But to- I, 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 if I had finished it, I could absolutely see it's, uh being, it on your being list. one of the best ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, that was my number five.
1: My so... number five is Factorio.
0: Nice. I knew it was coming somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't have a ton more to say. We have a special full episode about that game with friend of the show, Mike from work. Factorio I think is absolutely brilliant again to to use brilliant again like it's just so satisfying to see a factory come together in that game like yeah. and and see it grow and expand and refine on it and whatever I I revisited it about a week ago sunk like 4 hours in it again when I just fired it up on a whim and it's just it's just so good it's it's so good at its very specific gameplay which is to just make efficient manufacturing processes to make other things yeah (laughs) and just and just make that go on a loop and see how it progresses and make it to the point of launching a rocket. And it's just, it's awesome. Factorio is awesome. And I, I know that it's like sort of impenetrable and hard to access because it's also only on PC and steam and whatever, but you could run that on the most basic computer. And, and I think that is, that is one of the reasons why it's such an amazing game Two, so
0: I have a couple questions for you. Okay, regarding Factoria. Yeah, um, I have a buddy at work that's on my shift, and he is constantly playing city builder like type games while yeah. we're on shift because mm-hmm. it's like I am at work, so we do actually have to leave and do work sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it's easy to play a game like that where you can kind of like jump in and jump mm-hmm. out. There's no, yep, there's nothing that he's. He's not like, missing out on story or no, anything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I so I, I've asked him about that game in the wake of you guys covering it uh-huh. on on episode, and he said that he has played it, but like his his complaint against the game is that he has a sense like he has a Oc, I don't know if he he doesn't have OCD, but he's like my sense of OCD like that game gets too overwhelming because I can't control how things work a little bit. Oh. And I was wondering like, hmm. what your opinion on that was.
1: It is absolutely overwhelming. Yeah. That game is so overwhelming, actually. You have to sort of be willing to sink a little bit of time into it. Yeah. And uh, I think I mentioned that on our episode. I can't remember if that was... Recorded or if it was something offline,
0: I remember you saying that okay, because like just to to learn how the processes work. And I think you suggested that if you would look that up, then you would take some of the enjoyment of the game out of the experience because, yeah, part of the enjoyment is trying to suss out how the processes work together.
2: Yeah, you have
1: to be willing to spend a little bit of time learning that game, yeah, and and if. And I absolutely you think, you think understand. You
0: other, like,
1: buildings, like... I can't comment on that, really, because I have not
0: played that many yeah, of so, them, So that was my other question for you, was going to be that, do you think this is a good example of the genre? Do you think that it's something that would be more appealing to you heading forward into, like, are you going to try more of these types of games because of how high this was in your list, or do you think it was a one-off thing, where Mike was pushing you to play, and that's why you tried it, because that <laughs> yeah. is what happened. He di- that is what happened. He did buy the game for me, yeah, um, which is funny. But so, yeah. But so comment on all that. I'm I'm just wondering.
1: So I do think Factorio specifically is extremely niche, and okay. if you are into the city building kind of stuff, it's a good one. I just haven't played too many of them because it's always. In my head, a thing that I need to spend a ton of time on, which is true, because that's why I like Factorio, because I did spend time on it and learn it and understand it and grasp it and like play multiple games and whatever. The genre, I just, I want, I'm interested in the genre. I just have not given it that much of a chance. like Because
0: it's time- because of the time involved, the time investment involved with it? A little
1: bit. Like, one of the games I played this year that um was not out this year was uh, Frostpunk, yeah, which is yeah. a city builder, and, like, I thought Frostpunk was awesome. I had a really good time with that game. I think that game does a really good job of getting you up and running really fast and understanding the game really fast. I also played Surviving Mars this year, which Surviving Mars, again, has a really great tutorial, gets you understanding the game Relatively quick to the point where you can do your own thing, and and kind of grasp what you're doing and compared
0: to Factorio. It takes longer. You're saying I think
1: Factorio takes a really long time to understand why it's interesting, and I, I again I think I mentioned in the episode like the game's tutorial is it it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, like it it really does not show you what is possible fast enough to make you want to put time into it. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, you kind of just have to trust people. And not that I don't trust Mike. I love Mike. But, like, he was he was saying this for y- years at this point. He was like, this game is amazing. You need to play this game. You need to do this. It, it's really hard to just listen to somebody say that and give it a chance, and then the game I know not really that, do it itself.
0: That's a hard thing probably for you, I, it's I a hard like, thing for
1: me, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just.
0: I feel like I would be. uh I don't know. I tend to.
1: Even if you give something a chance, I guess is where I'm going. Is yeah, is, yeah. is Factorio does require kind of a lot of time. It, it requires a lot of your chance giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it's not some couple hour thing. Like it's a. That is a yeah. that is a ten plus hour investment of you trying to understand what is happening
0: and if you're not willing to put that in you should stay away from it i i think so yeah Yeah. it's
1: that that's why i think it's it's super niche and you know i love it i love it for that and i think it's amazing and i i i almost played factorio today (laughs) like it it is it is a game i keep coming back to at like little intervals because it is just a really good Number one being it's a really good podcast game. Number two slash number one, it's a good music game. So, like, if you just want to explore something auditory while doing something that's interesting on its own, Factorio factorio is the game of 2020 to do that with, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: We've had conversations about, specifically around audio with how to deal with like trying to listen to other things besides game audio. So that it's fitting for. Yeah. You super,
1: you super don't need to put a ton of uh, like mental energy into that game. Yeah. Like to make it happen. So, so it it is a really good thing for, I want to listen to this album like all the way through or whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: On to number four. We're 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 getting closer to the big big number ones here. Um, yeah, my fourth game is Last of Us Part Two.
1: Okay, I figured uh, you would be the representation of this game.
0: Yes, um, I don't have anything negative to say about it at all, to be honest. Yeah, I blew through the game like completely blew through it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is the absolute pinnacle of game production design hmm. Hmm. Uh, in terms of like it is a seamlessly smooth cinematic experience I think like even even, though Nick probably disagrees I think even the combat with the way it's presented and the way you, you engage with the game's mechanics is part of the narrative in itself mm-hmm. and I think like the entire the entire package of the last of us part two is something that will stick with me for a long time, just in mm-hmm. terms of what they did narratively, the chances they took, um, by forcing you to play as a villain pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I know it was a polarizing game for a lot of people, like certain things worked and certain things di- didn't work. Yeah. And I, I want that out of games. Like when we, talk about doom eternal which i know is going to be on your list at some point (laughs) i I would rather have games challenge challenge me every time where instead of make the safe game make Hmm. the last of us part two which is essentially the last of us one but again like i would i would rather have that every single time i don't care if the game ends up being a little worse than the first one um i just I, I I want that and I appreciate that they did that and it's yeah. that game's incredible. I think it's definitely a must play for anyone who owns a PS four. Uh just absolutely it it, it, it it like to the point where any game that I played after it for like the next three months like felt it didn't it felt unpolished and incomplete yeah. because yeah. of how because of what a bar that Last of Us 2 set.
1: There's one example specifically. Yeah. that I'm assuming is on your list. Yes, it will okay, be for sure. Okay. Yeah, I so it might surprise you to hear me say this. Yeah. I I would also say that you should play Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Um, it does surprise me. I do I do think just because of the
0: technical prowess of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I do think that it being a PlayStation 4 game is extremely impressive. Yeah. It is It is so impressive as a technical piece. Yeah. And that alone makes it worth looking at. Like, If you don't finish that, in my opinion, long-in-the-tooth story, yeah. that's fine. As long as you see some of the shit that they're doing tech wise in that game and the rope Absolutely. stuff and everything yeah. like it is amazing. That, that game is a, that game is a masterpiece in terms of engineering.
0: Yeah. Like it, it is, it is insane. It makes me really excited. Like I said, this about other games, it makes me really excited just to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Moving forward. Yes when, it's, yes. when it's not a last of us game when and it's, not an uncharted game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really yeah. want to see what they're going to do next. I'm very excited. Like, the, no, at the end of the day, Naughty Dog is an an amazing developer. They are an amazing developer, and I, I can't wait to see what they do next. Even if it's something like Last of Us 2 that I would say I don't really like, this is I a, still want to see them
0: do it. This is a controversial point, maybe, but I would say that Last of Us 2 probably is the game that rivals Cyberpunk for the most hype. Mm. um in terms of like just around the game
2: um, yeah sure and
0: i think they absolutely delivered and dealt with that in a way that l- makes cd project red look like children mm-hmm. in in it's it's a hard jump to make and i'm just yeah. i'm just i know I what you know. mean i know what but, you mean I so that game there there was just not just as much but there was just as much like industry buzz about everything mm-hmm. involving that and coming out of that Aside from some people who took umbrage with the way the story went, yeah. I think everyone was pretty unanimously like this thing is incredible.
1: There is a big difference between Last of Us Part Two pissing off some like fans, yeah, and it also being a technical marvel. Yes, with Cyberpunk being really what mediocre it on top what it of is. being yeah, 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 like it. There, there's a huge divide there.
0: Like, I, I didn't mean to like draw the dots there. I just wanted to point out that they had as yeah every yep. bit as as big uh, a task to deliver a game. Yeah, and I think they absolutely crushed it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I can't, I can't say Last of Us Two is like bad in quotes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I personally think it like is irrelevant because I yeah. sort of. That game, like, happened in 2020, and I, you know, it made no impact on me at all. Other yeah, than yeah. other than the, um, I think I even said on our episode, or it was probably offline, I don't know. They Again, they made a really bold decision, and I absolutely applaud them for making a bold decision. Yeah. Like, I, I think that is so interesting and awesome. I think they need to be more bold, yeah. personally, and that has been my problem with them forever yeah. at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I totally like the fact that the fact that fans got angry is great. Like yeah. I think that's great, and I, th- and I and I think that they that means they did something
0: impactful. And I it's, think I think it's a good example. You know, and at the end of the year, end of twenty twenty, we're just talking about this how the corporations are the bad guys, <laughs> the big yeah. studios, the big people, the triple A's. Those guys can all they suck, right? that's yeah. everybody's kind of united response to this year. But that AAA studio absolutely delivered. And and that's in that circumstance.
1: Yeah, I mean they they push the boundaries of fan expectations. Yep. Yeah. And and that's I absolutely I applaud that aspect alone. Yep. Which yeah. Last of Us is not on my list obviously. I that's all but, right. But I I have more positive to say about it as a uh a piece in that regard than yeah. negative,
0: I guess. Do you think that looking like cuz I rem- we do you, has your opinion on the game changed at all at the end of the year? No. Is, <laughs> that it did. No.
1: No, it has not. And and hearing and hearing people talk about it again, it's like, man, I really hated most of that game. Yeah. <laughs> like I really did not like a lot of that game at all. Um but, you know, again, like everything I just said, all of that aside, like it has it has some very impressive qualities
0: for sure. Yep, for sure. Yeah. That was my number four. Last of Us Part Two.
1: OK, I think I got another one uh, that I assume is on yours. Number four is Hades.
0: Absolutely. It's my number two. OK. Yeah, Hades.
1: I felt like it should probably be higher on my list, but at the same time, I I dump I I pushed it down a little bit just because like I sort of begrudgingly pushed my way through that game. Yeah, while also still really liking it and still that's, really appreciating all of that's the things.
0: Kind of where I was with it, like I, I was really close to having it as my game of the year, mm. and then like comparing it with my actual game of the year, I felt like. I pushed through to the end of the game with my game of the year better than I did with Hades to yeah. the end of that game. So that's why I edged out yeah. Hades with what's going to be my game of the year. Yeah, Hades so, is
1: great. Uh, I, I feel like we kind of just have, recently yeah, talked yeah, about that. Yeah, just talked about it. Yeah. That, that was on the last, like, three episodes, basically. So, yeah. um, you know, basic opinions, you can listen to those. But, yeah, Hades is uh, phenomenal. It's a yeah. super good game. In in all aspects, it's a really good game.
0: Absolutely, I think I, it's uh, on a lot of people's. I think it's listed as, as a lot of people's games of the game of the year on yeah. different different official publications and I didn't. I like meant that. to
1: look at those and I forgot before we recorded, so I have no idea what yeah. uh, most outlets' of games of the year are. But um, yeah, yeah, Hades is great, and if they gave it to it, totally deserves it. Yeah, uh, I. I recommend the no Clip series about Hades. It's very interesting. I watched oh, I, haven't, I haven't watched that yet. I watched it all after finishing the game just in case I didn't know like what they yeah. said in that. so so, yeah, I totally recommend the no Clip series about that game. It doesn't really spoil much of anything actually, so if you're worried about that, you can watch it yeah that that game's um it's amazing a- every aspect of that game is amazing the The way it works as a rogue game while telling a story is uh Impressive nothing n- nothing design. nothing compares to that yeah yeah Th- that I exists agree. right now so yeah yeah hades is uh, amazing
0: <laughs> so that was your number four my number three is ori and the will of the wisps we already covered yep. it yep uh your number three would be Warzone. Warzone, war which we covered my number two is hades Okay. Which we just talked about, and so you number two.
1: My number two is Spelunky
0: 2. Oh, what the heck?
1: Did you forget Spelunky, about Spelunky? Spelunky,
0: it was on my list, and somehow it got deleted, and <laughs> I never put it back on, and it definitely deserves to be on there. I like Spelunky more than a couple of the games on my list, So, but that's yeah. okay. Um, I'm so,
1: so happy Spelunky 2 finally came out and uh it's amazing and i still have not completed a run in that game it's so hard <laughs> it's so hard yeah holy shit
0: they, it i saw is they hard. just released the beta for online multiplayer which yeah. is still something i want to do
1: yeah we c- we can now do that on pc i th- i think it existed on playstation for a while at this point but i might be wrong but yeah, yeah. like Holy shit, like, you know, a follow-up to a game that I screamed at Josh about for an entire episode in 2v1, so if you want to listen to that, but, like, Spelunky is just divine, I think, as a game experience, as a video game, like, that is just one of the best examples of, like, what a game is, play-wise. Yeah, uh, I agree.
0: I mean, we said that in our episode Yeah.
1: We've talked about it a bunch, like, yeah. I, I think we mentioned it plenty of times. Uh, I I absolutely adore that game, regardless of it vexing me completely, and I cannot beat it, and I haven't played it as much in the last few weeks because it's so punishing at this point. Also,
0: though, I feel like that game is endlessly um, appealing.
2: Totally. And, yep.
0: like, I haven't played it in the last couple months either, but yeah. I... I feel like I could turn it on right now and it would be like getting back on your bike. And yeah. And uh, so let me ask you, you, you haven't completed it. No. Is that because the end is like so difficult or do you I don't not know, know how to, to beat do it yet? I don't know how to beat it. Like I've got, are to you the stuck final on a boss?
1: Yeah. I've got to the final boss a few times now and I don't know how to beat them. Yeah. And, and like I'm at the point where I should look up what to do. But stubbornly, I keep not doing nah, that. you're okay. <laughs> you're all right. And, and I think I have an idea of what I need to do, but it's like
0: making you that have... happen is so yeah. hard. It that's is the, so hard. That's the game in a nutshell, really, is, is yeah. you know what to do, but make it happen. Yeah. Uh, do you have shortcuts unlocked for, like, the last part of the game? Do you have all the shortcuts unlocked? Or is there still one that you, you're you struggling nope. to? I think I think one of the shortcuts is nigh impossible to do.
2: Yeah.
1: For the average player, I don't know how you're supposed to do it. Like, I'm sure there is maybe
0: maybe that would be worth looking up if there is like a some kind of there is probably
1: guidance on how to do it and how best to do it. Yeah, Yeah, but like the one the one shortcut opening the final area prior to the boss, I complained about it. I think episode like multiple episodes ago, and I just don't know how to do it, and I'm so I can't. You know, like I just can't. I actually have completely disregarded ever getting that shortcut ever in my life, <laughs> and that is that is how gave up hope, gave up is, all hope. Yeah, that is how strongly I believe it is difficult to do. <laughs> now I am in a vacuum of like not really following Spelunky yeah, anything, yeah. so I don't know like how ridiculous it is to say that, or how other people feel about that. Yeah. But I do think it's really fucking hard. And I think it's too hard. And I think they have screwed up making it that hard for a shortcut. All of that said, I never use the shortcut still. When I do a run, I am doing the full thing every yeah. time. So, But
0: would would you appreciate the chance to use a shortcut just to figure out how to beat that boss so that you don't have to do a full run to figure out how to beat the boss every time?
1: So is it different to have a shortcut and just do it over and over and figure it out as opposed to just watching a YouTube video, you know, yes. like I, it, yes. you th- you think so? Like, cause I mean, cause yeah, like, I you, think you earned I
0: think, it. The- well,
1: it's-, it's not that crazy of a thing. Like I, I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do at this point, And that's just me naturally playing it. I haven't verified that. But yeah. like having the shortcut like would help certain players, but like me personally, you
0: don't think so, yeah.
1: It wouldn't really matter, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Spelunky two is great. It's a great Sp- game. Uh, it's yeah. just very difficult.
0: That's what makes so. it great, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am, I am rarely defeated by a video game. Yeah. And Spelunky two currently. Just kicking your butt is kicking my butt. Yeah, you're in dizzy. Yeah, yes, I'm stunned. I'm yep. stunned by Spelunky's uh counter hit.
0: <laughs> so, my controversial number one game of the year, yeah, I don't really. Oh, I guess that's that is controversial. Um, it's It's maybe controversial on our episode or on our show. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, the reason I have this above other games is because I put an equal amount of time into like this that I did into like Hades. Yeah. Um, and I just, the, my level of enjoyment like was maintained. I never got frustrated. I never, it was just like, I continuously engaged with the open world until I was done engaging with the open world and then I beat the game and then the experience was done. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? hmm And like that game's combat, I think was amazing. Like they design the way they designed it, it's very simple and basic and because it's so basic, I think it just allowed me to feel... Uh, like good at it, like, per, like it yeah. just the game you got good at the game fast, mm-hmm. and then that pushed me to unlock more of the game's combat mechanics. Yeah, like via the the unlock tree. And there's a
1: bunch of stuff in that game to play around with.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. just ha- like it was like a perfect balance between challenging me and encouraging me to explore and i and i think like yeah for a lot of people you can find a way that's super effective like like t- to play that game and yeah. probably just do it until you beat the game and like the game would then probably not offer as much of a a, a varied experience you know what i yeah. mean yeah but i just think like it really was it, it, it it's really it's a really interesting balance of being challenging enough so that I want to engage with everything that the combat is giving me. And also like not being to the point where it's frustrating to where I feel like I should find the most effective thing and just do that to death. Mm -hmm. And that's a very, very fine line to walk. Um, And I think it probably doesn't work for everybody because not everybody's going to experiment the same way. Some people probably play to be efficient more. Mm-hmm. And and there's just different design choices where I would see that how that doesn't work probably for everybody. But I felt like a badass samurai that could cut <laughs> a full army down no matter what. Yeah, And like the game, as you progress through the game, the enemies get bigger and you get they throw more at you and like as the enemies leveled up I continuously leveled up too and it just it 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 kept the same like difficulty level kind of because as combat expanded so did the difficulty and just all the way through it gave me just this just very satisfying experience yeah and then on top of all that, like I think the setting is amazing. And right. the co- the collectibles, like I I really enjoyed just the historical aspect of of the game, like being set in in Japan in samurai times and yeah. There was just a lot of the extra stuff that appealed to me. Um to the point where like looking back at it, I would be willing to dive into that multiplayer still if I have friends that wanted to do that. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of my... That's kind of, like, why I drew the line between this and Hades, whereas, like, Hades, I don't know that I need to return to that game. That's a... And, yeah, that's a good... Yeah. And and so that's kind of why I edged this one to be my game of the year. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty fun, I think. Like, I wasn't excited for the game at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... I, I I wasn't not excited, but it it just looked cool. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And for them to deliver this open-world samurai game that really made me feel empowered as a samurai and gave me some interesting, like, um, mechanics that made me engage with the open-world parts of the game in ways that I wouldn't have done in other open-world games... Yeah. Um, yeah. I think just led me to have a unique experience with that game that was good.
1: Yeah. I have been so torn about, about going this, back to that. About this game. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, part of me feels guilty about putting a ton of time into Creed Valhalla because Ghosts is essentially an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. In, like, Almost every aspect, yeah, and uh and and you know people have been clamoring for a medieval Japan Assassin's Creed game, me included for yeah. years, and when ghosts revealed itself to be that, I got more excited about yeah. ghosts, and for whatever reason. Even though I put I put a decent amount of time into Ghost, like I was ready to move on to the next island. Yeah. Uh, for context of listeners, um, and I I will go back to that game. Whenever I finally get a PS5, I will go back to that game. Uh, I that that is my arbitrary line in the sand of like I want the improvements, and yeah, so yeah. I will revisit it because I did like enough of it that I would put more time into it. Um there's there is just something I cannot put my finger on with that game versus a creed game and why I'm willing to put a bunch of time into a creed game as opposed to that game. I think I cannot figure it out. I don't know. It's not I think a creed game is more rich. You think so?
0: Yeah, and environmentally
1: For sure. Yeah. Well, environmentally, I can agree because I I do think I do think Ghosts had a problem of repeating some things pretty quick in a pretty small area. Um, I just think Ghosts is like a smaller scale. Period. It's it's totally smaller. They they don't. The
0: studio's not as big. You can see, like, they they had to work around some of their technology. Like they don't have the the resources that Ubisoft has to build an open world game. Yeah. And so. You can see, you can definitely see the lines. There's like no cutscenes in Ghosts whatsoever. There really Whenever isn't. you get <laughs> missions, they just pull the camera back so that your two empty, the two people are standing there. That's true. There's a lot of stuff in that game where yeah. like you can see the the gears turning a little bit. Yeah. But like, I to me it was more endearing all that stuff because yeah the game the part the stuff that mattered like was good to yeah. me and and so. It was easy for me to look past that. This is the game specifically that we you were mentioning, and that I was mentioning when I played this after Last of Us Part Two, and right. it was jarring to go from Last of Us Part Two with its yes. like pristine production values, where a cutscene triggers, like the moment that you walk into a room or whatever, and like this that has very specific: go here, get this thing, hit this point on the map, like gamey game stuff in it, where you yeah. can you can see like hard cut to camera pulling back yeah, on an yeah.
1: npc that's like barely detailed
0: and yeah, yeah go to the menu put on your i don't know there there's yeah. definitely like it's not a perfect game i'm i'm not going to sit here and, and act like yeah. you know it doesn't have flaws or anything but i just think for what that game tried to deliver and what it did deliver for me it was it was yeah. awesome and like to give advice to people who who would, like, be looking at that and, like, say, should I play this over Creed? I think the appeal of it over a Creed game is that it doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, it super doesn't. Of, I agree. In terms of, like, open world. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of... I feel like it's a lame excuse. Really, no, I agree to with say, you. Completely. To say, I this game has less so that's why it's i want i want more but no that's no i i think I that's even, totally valid <laughs> i haven't even touched creed so like i'm saying that just based on my previous experiences with creed games yeah um but i don't think they're delivering the same experience mm. i think i think ghost of tsushima is much more combat focused um much more become the samurai and and then you can get into that as much from there as you want. Whereas I feel like Creed is offering, trying to offer more. And yeah,
1: the the only thing I would push back on that a little bit is that modern Creed is very much combat focused. Okay. Yeah, like they 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 really went hard on like unlocking you ha- the tree you have a ton of different abilities. Like, yeah. yeah, like you can you can approach there's different weapons like it, it is a it is a full-blown open-ended combat game Combat game. if yeah. you want it to be yeah um i don't so so
0: so here's the thing that's all ghost of shushima is not yeah. if you want it to be not it is just all that it is so th- there's no like thing for me to ignore yeah in that game whereas creed like you, you can get more out of it. you can get that's what i mean by there's more in the game. Yeah. And so yeah, that goes to Tsushima. It's my it's my 2020 goatee.
2: Yeah,
1: i don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people still think of yeah. that game like super fondly compared to 2020. Yeah. Like uh, as a as in the year overall that i've heard, yeah. Um and and again, i i feel guilty like bouncing off that game. Um it's not it, it just is me. You know, I, like I just
0: I don't think there's anything in that game.
1: I, it doesn't I, do anything one thing like particularly well.
0: Yeah, it's and it's not, it's hard for me to point to anything and be like, oh, this is you need to see this. This is must play. This is, yeah. like it's not offering anything yeah. that you can't find elsewhere. Yeah. So it's hard. It's a hard like if if you bounced off it, then you bounced off it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just it it worked for me yeah and and like part of that is I think the difficulty was just tuned like mm. really well, and that's like such a lame thing to say. We talk about difficulty a lot. We've had a lot of discussions on it, on this show specifically, and like I appreciate the challenge of games that that want you to master its combat in order to get past that. and like yeah. I don't feel like this game was one of the ones that was doing that. Mm. I, I felt like it was easier, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like stealth, stealthing is easy in the game. Yeah, and, like
1: I was actively not playing stealthily.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's weird because I don't, I think there's certain things that I don't know that worked and didn't work and
2: yeah.
1: Well, there's no such thing as a perfect game,
0: except for
1: except for Doom Eternal, Spelunky. No, it's Spelunky. I'm I'm joking. Yeah, it, <laughs> Spelunky is perfect. Splunky One is perfect. <laughs> what about Dark Souls 1? Dark Souls 1 not perfect.
0: Okay, okay. actually there's no,
1: no Dark Souls game is perfect. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can you can you can inscribe that on my gravestone like as as number is one your, Dark your Souls epitaph? Yeah, no no, Dark Souls game. Number one is Dark Souls fan. No Dark Souls game is perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, uh so my game of the year is Doom Eternal and I don't know if that's a surprise or not. I, I was a friend, a friend of ours was surprised when I said that. Uh, multiple friends were surprised when I said that, actually.
0: I think a lot of people just didn't love that game.
1: I think a lot of people really wrote that game off uh, in an unfair way, frankly, including media. I think media wrote that game off unfairly. Um, I personally have almost no criticism of Eternal. Okay. Uh, there, there is only one, and I think it's really an opinion thing. Uh, Everything is an opinion, but the Marauders were the one design decision of of Doom Eternal that might turn somebody off and be like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. Everything else, I think, is stellar in yeah. Doom Eternal. Like, gameplay is frantic. It is insane. Oh, yeah. You have to master the hell out of it. Even if you're playing on lower difficulties, you must use everything available to you. Everything. And that is genius. I think that's genius. That's not a bad thing. That's a
0: good thing. And Yeah, more more games should push for that in design, I think. Yes. We talk about that all the time about whether a game forces you or doesn't force you to engage with its like systems. Yeah, yeah. You must use every weapon, every
1: yeah. alternate weapon, every mobility ability that you have. You have yeah. to use all of them. All of them. At once. You have to do them all at once. And it's yeah. so awesome. Like the fights in that game are insane. Yeah. Like you intense. are like you're holding your breath. They're sweaty. You're like freaking out like you never know what's going to happen and like you know, maybe I had the perfect experience. Maybe I had the Josh Simon experience. But, like... Rest in peace, Josh Simon. Rest in peace, Josh Simon. <laughs>
0: he's not dead. It's... He just refuses to come on and do episodes of this anymore. And yeah. I know he's not going to listen to this. So I'm just outing him right here I, like I agree. This. Rest, I did
1: it. Rest in peace, Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's... I I think that game is near perfect as a gameplay experience like you might get frustrated but it's because you need to do better you need to learn the systems and apply them better and like games hold your hand and that's fine some games that is fine doom is trying to shoot you in the face with a fireball while burning your flesh alive you're di- you're dying you're just dying all the time. Oh that, come on that metaphor was working metaf- really good the for The me. metaphor was bad and I'd lost <laughs> track of it. But like it is it is trying to just send you to hell and kill you over and over and over. And like you have to overcome it and the story of you overcoming it is the story of the game and it's awesome. I'm I love that they put lore into this dumbass franchise. <laughs> like it's The lore is great. Like, I love the lore. And then all of that leads into the gameplay and settings and everything. And, like, Doom Eternal specifically is Doom 2. It's hell on earth. You fight Icon of Sin at the end of the game. It was fucking awesome that you fight Icon of Sin at the end of the game. I was so excited that you got to do that. And the way that they handled it was exactly how the original Doom 2 did it and it was so cool and i just i don't know like it it's like it's like for me specifically yeah like it it yeah. it, it was it, everything about that game was amazing i loved every aspect of it i loved playing it i loved holding my breath while trying to get through combat scenarios i liked the first part of the dlc a lot even though even though it defeated me as we talked about in the last Lost episode. Lost your gamer card. Yeah, I am no longer a gamer. I'm just a baby that likes Doom, but that's you fine. You might as
0: well go play Dragon Ball Z now. Yeah, I should. I <laughs> That's an in-joke. I apologize. That is an in-joke. I, uh,
1: I, I, I Doom Eternal is, like, it's so much better than, I think, the general gaming populace gave it credit for.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. I It's not on my list. But it's not because, it's not because of anything that I think the game did wrong. Yeah, um, Just will, other things will, outweighing it. I will say this again for the second time this episode. I will never, never like poo-poo a developer for trying to put more stuff to being for being yeah. more like trying more things, experimenting on more mechanics and systems and all that. I think that should yeah. always happen in sequels. And Doom Eternal is a good example of that. Yeah. The original Doom 2016 game hit for a lot of people. Yeah. Like it was a it, a lot of people still t- in 2020 point back to that 2016 game and say this is the pinnacle of first person shooting single player campaigns. And I just think that a lot of people wanted that game again, mm-hmm. and and the de- developers at ID is it ID right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the developers at ID didn't want to make the same Doom game. They wanted to make a new Doom game with new mechanics. Yeah, and and they did. And yeah, they did. <laughs> I yeah. think I think it's case by case basis on the player for for like how. Much they're willing to juggle in combat. Mm-hmm. I think I think there some of those systems is too much. It's too much for people to engage with. I think it's too much. Well, okay, so there you go. I think it's and too you're, much, and you're saying the games for you.
1: Yeah, like I like that Eternal is is fucking crazy. Overload. That, Overload. It is crazy. Like what it asks of you to accomplish in a scenario, not, not even like in the whole game, but like
0: take one combat sequence to combat. sequence. Yeah. Take one combat
1: sequence and, and just like, just like break down, like I need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's just like, whoa, like it is, it is a lot. It's asking a lot. Yeah. Absolutely acknowledge that.
0: And I, I just think like that works to different levels for people and that's probably why we see it not get the unanimous like amazing game reception that the first game got. Um, Just for me personally, I loved all the lore and stuff too with that game, but it hurt the pacing of the game for me (laughs) a lot. Yeah. Which is like a weird complaint, but it's this like visceral, uh, like balls to the wall experience and mm. to pause the game yeah in after i i pick up a uh collectible every because there's a lot of collectibles it's not like they you know to pause the game to yeah. both look and see where those collectibles are at on the map because you have to pull your map up in order to find the collectible area mm-hmm. and then to pause again to read what the thing was whether it was a weapon description or enemy description or codex lore or whatever that stuff like broke up the flow of the game so much yeah that sure i felt like it it hurt the experience for me because i don't i don't like to leave that stuff for a later time because then i'm just like opening the game and reading for and 2 hours reading. and that's yeah. not fun either <laughs> yeah so like you try to i try to hit them as they come but then there's a lot of them yeah, and so there it's is this weird, it's this weird fine line of like, how do I engage with the game, and not lose that sense of momentum? And yeah. I, and I, I struggled with that in Doom, Eternal specifically, until I got like three quarters away through the game, and I was like, okay, I don't care about this lore anymore. I'm just gonna play, <laughs> and then I enjoyed the that last portion of the game way more than the first three quarters of the game because I was constantly pausing and. Yeah. Like it took me six hours to finish a mission because I was trying to collect everything in the level before I would finish it, and like, you know, I, I recognize that's me. That's not the. It's not a, a knock on the game. Yeah. But it's just weird. How do I engage with this in a way that I don't know is is good? I think um, so.
1: Oh, no. good. So I think uh, Eternal, also specifically to me, maybe I guess. Compared to 2016, I wanted to find everything in Eternal. As oh a yeah, po- so did I. I did not want to do that in 2016. It was actually one of my criticisms of 2016. Yeah. Was that was that it had all of Who these? Who cares
0: about a bobblehead? Yeah, it was whatever. like I'm not yeah. doing
1: these collectibles just to get like yeah. a little Doom guy. Like I don't yes. really care. You know, I, I agree. Mean, I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm here for the combat, and it's awesome. And 2016 was awesome. I but agree. But Eternal, like it just, it just found that right balance of like wanting to seek all that stuff out because like the one up system was really interesting and getting the BFG ammo was very worthwhile and getting the lore was awesome because I wanted to read the lore. Yeah. And like, so it it like changed the map exploration to a point that actually felt like it was worth doing as opposed to, as opposed to literally just getting collectibles. And, on top of that, Eternal added in the hub area of the Slayer's like whatever ship floating space palace or whatever, yeah, which is like the yeah. weirdest fucking thing ever. But it was awesome because you could run around and the stuff that you collected, you could put on like old music from the old games and yeah. have it just playing while you're searching around the the palace. And all yeah. of the album artwork was like totally unique and was riffs on metal albums, and it was sick. (laughs) Like, that, all of that stuff was awesome, and exploring that palace itself was a thing. Like, you could explore that thing on its own. Like, it just had... It was just such a total awesome experience that, like, you know, in the context of 2020, I did not have with any other game. Like, it... Yeah. and, And again, it's probably so specific to me as a player and as a doom fan but like well i can
0: think of just you versus me there's some specific things that you got that i didn't get out of the game number one i played on ps4 you played on pc yeah having to juggle specific weapons and stuff on the ps4 controller specifically with running around is on the left stick and also there's something on the d-pad i don't know if it's your weapon (laughs) wheel or if it's like your mods i can't remember what it was i don't know but you have to let go of the thumbstick to hit the d-pad which means i'm not running anymore yeah which means i'm getting hit which is a problem in doom eternal yeah so there's one case number two i don't have the like doom timeline burned into my brain like you do so like for me Fighting the icon of sin at the end of the game was fighting the icon of sin at the end of the game. It had nothing. I don't remember like the nostalgia of having that be the experience of doom Two. Thirdly, in terms of the metal albums on the wall, I don't have a vast knowledge of metal. Yeah. Lore. So like, I didn't recognize that. Yeah. As, as, as riffs on metal albums. So, it's, you know, all I'm doing is illuminating the thing that you said. This game was made for you. And, totally, yeah. And, you know, that's okay. Yeah. Really.
1: Well, one of the points that I was going to bring up was that like, it, I think it is so aimed at fans of the old games. Yeah. And, and like the fact, like, number one being the icon of sin. Like, that was one of the like when as soon as the game was like oh we're we're bringing this into play i was like what that is awesome yeah i can't wait to see what they do with this and then yeah. in the fight it was it was like a new recontextualization of yeah this this fight from like 94 or whatever yeah in modern times with the modern doom spin and it was just, it was just perfect. I, I thought, yeah. I thought they totally nailed they,
0: that. They definitely did a really good job of of recontextualizing the original Doom experience yeah, in general. Into, yes, yes, in both both twenty sixteen and Doom Eternal as yeah. a whole. Like that's something that it has done that has brought that franchise to the modern day in a way that is both reverential, referential, and and yeah forward thinking yeah and it's it's it is it should be lauded it should it really should be
1: yeah it's you don't we don't see that yeah you know I like agree. we don't we don't really see like old things get dredged up and be amazing yeah you know, like I agree. it's 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 really rare and i they just they just really nailed it yeah you know, like i <laughs> I just can't gush about Eternal enough.
0: You know, you know what it reminds me of? Another game that people came out this year that was made for people that like the original game, and yeah. we kind of didn't like it. What's that? Final Fantasy VII remake.
1: Yeah, and I'm a fan of the original. It's one. funny.
0: I, like I've I have a buddy at work that is obsessed with, well, not obsessed, but he really likes the. He really liked the old game and everything. That the remake is doing is just totally working for him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's and good. So, so I can I can just hear that being echoed in your praise of Doom Eternal. Yeah, sure. A lot of the praise that was thrown at at Final Fantasy VII. So yeah. N- none of that came from me, obviously, but yeah, you know, I I do know specifically people that were I feel affected, like affected by that game in ways that you're you're. You're alluding to with, with Doom Eternal. Yeah.
1: I feel bad about like not really giving that game any airtime ti- air or love. <laughs> you know? Like it it just it really no, it's all right. it it's really all right. yeah. It really not just, everything
0: not everything can work, man. You can't you can't be Yeah. I don't know.
1: Cause it did so many things great. And again, we yeah. have a full episode about that again with Mike from work. And like it just we covered everything there, and, and, and like, after, like Last of Us, after Remake happened, I would forget completely that that game came out this year. Yeah. Like, if, if nobody said it ever again, if nobody ever talked about it again, I would never be, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I would never be, like, thinking about part 1 of whatever number of entries they're going to do of that remake like it just it just had no impression on me and that like that sucks like that yeah. that really sucks that it did it just, not have it that It sucks
0: that it has that big of an impression for other people Yeah and then I it's know not. yeah it's I not. know that's what that's the worst part about it. it's like you feel like you're missing out a It's like bit what on it.
1: did I what did I play?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what was I playing
1: yeah. and what were you playing? Like I don't get it cuz you know like I've been I I love Min Max. Shout out to them. Yeah, and like the Ben Hanson, the the host of everything on that, absolutely adores remaking. I just like. Yeah, I just like. I Max, don't know, man. It's, a million dude. On yeah, Max loves it like
0: too. That too. It's he he he. There's like. They did his year-end highlight thing, and there's like multiple parts in the game where he's just like breaking down in tears. Yeah, like literally, he's just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this." And I,
1: I had similar experiences playing that game. Like I teared up playing parts of that game, but like it, it's not like those overrode all of my huge major issues that I have with it. You know, like it's, it's, it's interesting, but. Yeah, that's a game that came out this year, but like, there was no way in hell it was in my
0: top ten. No way. So, game of the year, Doom Eternal. My game of the year was Ghost of Tsushima. I left Spelunky off my list. I feel like an idiot. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Should we? Can we golf clap twenty twenty? Uh, sure. Yeah, we have. We we have to a little bit, you know. Yeah, we specifically we're talking about game releases. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean for anyone yes. that had a bad year i apologize yes. i'm not trying to be insensitive obviously We're it just... was a bad year
1: probably for most people yes yeah. um i wanted to give one more shout out because we should end this uh yeah. shout out to clone hero
0: oh nice <laughs>
1: probably probably one of my most played things in the last nice. like four months uh you but can't you can't officially give that
0: praise though since it's not legal it's not legal yeah,
1: it's not legal for so many reasons, but uh but yeah, it's what an amazing thing. Holy shit. Totally one of the best investments I made this year was a job. Yeah, that's hit. cool. Like that's that is awesome. that is uh, holy shit. But uh
0: Yeah. I just uh, want to plug one thing at the end of this episode real quick. Okay. My wife's website is doing well. Yeah. And I would appreciate you guys uh to keep that help us keep that up. Uh, popcornreviews.com she has a YouTube channel and she has she's doing sewing now and we got all kind of stuff going on on there and I would appreciate you guys to just drive that traffic through the moon so that we can <laughs> both quit our jobs <laughs> and work full time as content creators. content creators that's my dream and you guys can fuel it and I would appreciate it thank you
1: yeah on that note I have I have not streamed at all in the last like f- three or four months, and um, that was just lack of uh interest.
0: I think there's not a lot of games to
1: be streaming right now. know well, unless you're gonna
0: stream your Overwatch sessions. So I've really. been
1: thinking a lot about it, and uh, I I do want to get back on the ball because like I did really well of like a full year plus of like streaming pretty regularly, and um. I would like to get back on that. I'm planning on getting back on that and I'm trying to figure out what to do with that. I was thinking it would be like specifically backlog stuff. Like I don't care if it's a new game. I don't care if it's anything, you know, big or whatever. I'm, I'm thinking I might just stream like random shit that I want to revisit. And that's, that's all it's going to be. But
0: I think that's the most fun way to do it anyways. Yeah.
1: So that, uh, you know, haven't been active in a while, but that's twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. It's always in the description and, uh, we still have merch. You can get that at any time. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's in the description. Also it's on our red bubble website. Um, yeah. I don't know that we have anything very interesting to announce for 2021, but we're going to keep doing kind of what we've been doing.
0: Yeah, we're good. We'll keep plugging away. We appreciate you guys hanging out and, Share yeah. with a friend. Get, let's let let's try and grow a little bit in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that would be good. If, uh, if you guys can help us do that, we'd appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is super grassroots. Uh yeah. and the only way we do anything is word of mouth. So if yeah. uh, if you have friends that listen to podcasts and play video games, recommend us. And uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy twenty twenty one. Happy
0: holidays. Happy yeah
1: hopefully 2021 is better in every aspect than last year
0: yeah maybe we'll actually get ps5s who knows
1: <laughs> yeah maybe that's true we'll <laughs> probably probably get on the next generation console board uh train that's what i want not board but uh yeah um until until next time that's gonna do it
0: that's everything for me keep playing games peace